Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into Fortress Europe this week with Harold Zwartz's 2017 World War II drama, The Twelfth Man. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hey, hey. Mike B. Yup. Nate. This little piggy went to market. <laughs> and this week's special guest, Brian Rao of Millsurp Accuracy Incorporated. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and now uh, just to uh, plug you for a bit, you know, you have a, like an accurizing company and stuff for snipers and things? Yeah, so uh, back in the day when I first got into Millsurp, they had... Uh, I noticed that in order to make certain rifles more accurate, uh, specifically the Mosins, uh, they would use these steel shims, and no one made them, so I seized the opportunity to reproduce them because uh, they're a pain in the ass to cut out yourself. So, yeah, very strange in shape to the bottom of the Mosin receivers. Uh, do you sell like on uh, Gunbroker and stuff? Because I think I might have seen uh, some of the shims yes, for sale. Yes, yes, on Gunbroker on eBay, and I have my own website, uh, MillsurfAccuracyInc.com. Damn, that's that's awesome, dude. Um, I've read a lot of sniper memoirs. I was actually going to make a sniper movie last year. Long story short, it didn't end up happening. But uh, in Palachenko's memoir, she talks a lot about accurizing the moistened snipers, the PEs and the PEMs, and how they would do crazy shit like that. You know, um, moving the barrel or you know making free floating barrels and shims yeah. and stuff. So it's really cool that she's yeah. on the market. Yeah, and the Mosin always got kind of a bad reputation, I think, as far as accuracy. And I kind of like the underdog and the, the fact that with a little bit of tuning that you can make the rifle shoot actually quite well. Um, I always found that interesting. So, Yeah, you know, the problem is that people, you know, buy their $100 Ukrainian rebuilt garbage rods yeah. with like, you know, 14 million different manufacturer tolerance parts. And then that sticky belt moisten's a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And they'll about. base their accuracy <laughs> yeah. off of uh, like spam cam ammo at like 200 yards or something like that. Yeah, right. You know, it's just so retarded. Yeah. Ugh. But definitely like the underdogs. But awesome. Yeah. Shims are fun. And there's, there's at least one sniper in this movie I saw. The ZF-41. Yep. Yes. The yes. I caught that. So, we'll definitely yeah. talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But thanks for joining us, dude. And yeah. um and while we're here, uh, so do initial thoughts. What do you think about the film? I thought it was cool. Um, I like, you know, everybody likes Saving Private Ryan and Fury and the big name movies and stuff. But there were so many stories that happened during World War II that we don't really get to hear quite often. And this was kind of something that, uh, I mean, obviously it's foreign made, so it's it's not like Tom Hanks is in it or anything like that. We get to see um, a story from another country. I, th- I just found it interesting. Yeah, no, it's definitely out there. In you know Norway, just you kind of hear about it getting invaded and getting liberated, and they put U-boats there. Yeah. <laughs> so like the actual crazy history about the beginning campaigns and you know the whole resistance movements, you really don't hear about. But nice to see that out there. What do you think the, about, uh, about it? The torture fest that uh, he goes through too is just uh, <laughs> remarkable. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I just watched another film a few weeks ago called Twelve Minutes, which is about the 1939 plot to kill Hitler okay. um, that failed because he was so erratic. Mm-hmm. And that movie literally is just like a documentary about how the Gestapo fucking interrogates someone. 
Mm. Like, uh, dude, I want to rip off my own fingernails now so that, that nobody can fuck with them in the future. Like, <laughs> so it's pretty much like, a snuff film, right? Uh, dude, <laughs> yeah. Like, at one point in my notes, I write, like, it just turns into, like, fucking uh, torture porn. Like, mm. this is CBT the movie, like, about yeah. an hour into it. Yeah, so. foot torture porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like Tarantino's enemy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm less hardcore as I used to be. I don't know. I used to, like, watch that shit and not care. Now I can't. I'm just like, you know what? Like, if I'm in a hell situation where I have to do that, I will because I have to. But I'm not gonna fucking watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Green toes are not fun. Yeah, it's a, it's an inter- it's it's kind of different in terms of movies we usually watch uh, on Scuttlebutt because uh, it's not necessarily a. I mean, it is a war film, but like, I saw it as more of just like a survival film, you know. And um, survival films are, I, I like survival films a lot, you know. Um, uh, you know, like, uh, of course, Castaway, uh, 127 Hours, uh, you know, movies like that. And um, that's kind of what I saw this as. And uh, I thought in terms of a survival movie, it's very good. I liked it a lot. All of these survival elements and just the brutality of dealing with the elements and, and nature and stuff like that, I thought were really well done. Yeah, Norway sucks in the winter. It's <laughs> <laughs> one thing Put to take away from it. You should come to Wisconsin sometime. All right. Well, yeah, because you live in fucking Snowville, you know, like it's like Wisconsin, but they don't make cheese. Well, Brian, Brian, you're from Illinois, right? Yeah, I'm from Illinois. We're we're getting hammered yeah, right northern now. Northern or southern? Uh, northern. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been a pretty mild winter, but have you guys gotten the snow that we've gotten? Uh, not as bad as you guys. I don't believe we probably got about six yeah. inches last week, but lately it's been the cold here. Yeah, like well, it's a cold front. Yeah, it's been it's been a bitch. Like wake up in the morning and it's like negative fourteen, and it's like. Again, I've said this on podcasts before, but like, there's a reason that the Scandinavians wanted to settle here. They're like, "Oh, this is like home." Yeah, <laughs> for nostalgia. Real fucking winters, <laughs> really hot and shitty summers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where I think it's like, I think, I think uh, the coldest it's gotten here this year is like eight degrees, and it was like for un- like a night. And I think on average we're hitting here in Maryland like forty between thirty to forty degrees every day. Well, that's what Brian was saying is like it's been pretty mild in like in New England on the East Coast. Like you know, this is the winter, winter without a winter this year. Like we've had yeah. half an inch of snow. Like this is not this has never happened. We, it's very strange. And they're getting pounded in New York State, like upstate. They're getting upstate's pounded. getting really bad. Yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. <laughs> it's but like, it's been really cold though. Like we've had negative yeah. twenty five degree days. Like, I had my pipes yeah. freeze one day. I think I didn't burst, but, like, fucking, you know, it, it, it's been strange winter, but, yeah. I'm used to, yeah. I, I used to be like, oh, I'm a northerner, like, I'm a hardy guy, and now, like, our winters are mild, so, like, can't be a dick anymore. Like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> fucking, I basically live in SoCal. Yeah, we, we used to be able to brag that we would get snow here in Maryland, and I don't think we've gotten snow here more than, like, eight inches in, like, Before four Gettysburg five years. or after Gettysburg? Because oh, I don't ever at, remember it snowing down there. At, <laughs> Dude, we used to have like three feet. We used to have like three feet of snow like every three to five years, and I don't think we've had that since the Vikings. Two thousand sixteen. So it's been almost seven years. So, yeah, the world is dying. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Arctic Arctic survival movie. Um, I mean, you know, it, uh, I think I'll I'll jump off on my point. Um, I mean, I I was very pleasantly surprised because normally when i see ifc 
Um, not not that IFC does bad movies. Just IFC normally doesn't do stuff that very that looks very high budget. Um, and for the most part, except for the avalanche scene, which I'll touch on that later, um, <laughs> with the plane, uh, this movie, I really, really loved it. I really fell in love with it. Um, I, I'm not in love with gangrene. Um, I'm definitely not in love with, um, peeling, um, um, uh, bandages back and having toes fall off. Um, <laughs> Hence my comment when I opened up with. What do you um, mean? Yeah, oh, God. And I, I, I had a hand. It's, it's not feet, but I had a hand injury years ago, and so that, that's just like, uh, 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 uh. so yeah. No, it was uh, uh, as as Mike B says, not good. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it it was the way it was filmed. I guess what I always comment the most about is cinematography and editing, and editing, even though it was kind of basic pace there were some very unique editing styles when he has delirium and like Mm -hmm. and 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 very unique ways of cutting and i love the way those dream sequences were made together that was really 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 cool and really out there but it was so simplistic and i think that's what made it really good was that it was so simplistic but it was just very very out there but in a very rudimentary way and it really worked and uh um i really love this movie overall uh even the reindeer games at the end you know it was it was i still loved it so you know it was i yeah i i really liked it and i and i thought again when i see ifc i don't see high budget i normally see low budget and even though there were some low budget-esque things to it it the cinematography pulled it out of that and that did really, yep. really well. So, yeah, really great, really, really good movie for me. Who are you passing the fucking torch on to now? Uh, how about you? <laughs> well, Brian hasn't gone yet, but anyway, <laughs> um, I'll pass it to you, Brian, I, I promise. Um, yeah, again, like Nate said, um, it's very well done. It's It was basically like the Revenant for World War II. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it was exactly, and I think that's why I liked it as well, yeah. Dude, if this was not, like, actually based on a true story, I would be like, there's absolutely no fucking way. Like, there's not. Yeah. Because, like, again, I live in a cold environment, and, man, a lot of that shit, they might have exaggerated it in the film and, like, whatever, but, like, even if they didn't, this guy lived, and it's like, holy fuck, man. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? But, um, yeah, anyway, uh, it, it, again, what you said, Nate, with the cinematography is, like, it's it was actually very well done, I think, and the editing was pretty good. Yeah. There are some technical errors with the uniforms that I will definitely get into <laughs> in a little bit. But, um, and the, right here we can see the, uh, the holding of the firearms and the Luger and whatnot. But, like, uh, besides that, like, it's, it's, it's cool, it's believable. To an extent, like, it's just fucking insane. Like, if this guy actually went through all that shit and still survived with losing a few toes, which is, like, a miracle, um, yeah, it, fucking crazy, 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 crazy. I, 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 tried, so. I tried to do a deep dive on the history. Uh. I couldn't really find anything that was very kind of cut and dry. 
Um, well, of course, like it's, it's Norwegian history, and like nobody cares about them because they didn't fight in the Great uh, World War Two. It's like that's what sucks about this. Yeah, there's there's there, there were some stories of comparing it, but I, it was like a, there was like a, an article paywall, so I couldn't really get to the the one that had yeah. done a lot of research to it. But I think we can safely assume, and then we'll pass off the brand. I think we can safely assume the plane uh, finding him on skis and then causing an avalanche. No, but what, we'll get but there. the we'll but the there. avalanche we'll possibly happening? Yes, I could believe that a hundred percent. Yes, with yes. the plane, but the plane it. causing um, it gonna, and all that stuff. I don't know, but anyway, I'm gonna play pass my torch to Brian, the thirteenth man. <laughs> yes, yep, the guy that ordered them to their deaths. Um, never existed. So <laughs> as far to- as you know, toe scenes coming up here. If you guys want to <laughs> see that too, <laughs> yeah. yeah hey, oh yeah, right. pause it for a second. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to now uh, Brian just go through his yeah. initial thoughts. I, I'm going to go stand in the water with a stopwatch and see if I can stay there for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, I have things to say about that whole part of the movie, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, it was shot beautifully. It's a very interesting subject. I just feel like, you know, um, it was a bit predictable very linear, and I don't know. I mean, there's a lot better resistance movies out there. Yep. And I feel like it just turned into, like, survival porn, which is fine. It's a very interesting story. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I don't know. It got to, like, in 90 minutes in, I'm just like, okay. It was sold with World War II being the subject, is what you're saying. Yeah. Right? And, like, I, yep. you know, I really like the idea of Norway during this period of time. I mean, um I know a lot about the whole heavy water like shit they did to try to destroy oh, the German yes. plants and stuff. Yep. It's fascinating. It's it's really really cool history. But like with this it was just I don't know. And then the more I dug into the real history of it, the more I was like, oh, like those 12 guys, eight of them were fishermen that had no idea that like they what were doing. What was going this. on? Four of them were SOE operatives that were Norwegian soldiers that were trained. Oh, and that like, sucks. you know, yeah, and I don't know. Um, very interesting subject, but I don't. I don't feel like this was made that well. And again, I keep coming back to this idea that films are products of their own culture, and this is a film about a miracle guy from Norway for Norwegians. You know, it's a very fascinating story for Norwegians, but like it just—it's not a. There's much better resistance movies out there. But am I going to throw your own line at you? What this movie's not made for you, Brian. No, it's not, but it's just like, it's, I don't know, they, they could have, I'm judging it Are on you Norwegian? movie making. And, <laughs> no, I'm not, but like, I will agree with you though, Nate, I lo- there are some things I loved, and one of those things I loved was the cabin sequences. I loved that dream sequence. I thought that was fucking, wow. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, 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 that pulled me really that pulled back the into movie, the film. That pulled the movie really much higher, in my opinion. Yeah, that like the whole like like weirdly from when the barn, uh, from the uh, no a little bit before the barn, when he's wandering like very like it's it, from the avalanche on, I felt like the movie upgraded in tier and in editing stuff a lot more. It, it even though it became more predictable, I felt like the the scale of the editing and the cinematography and the and the difference. In a survival movie, it seemed like to kind of really it went higher up, in my opinion, from that sequence on, uh, to me personally. True. Yeah. You know, I also do love how fucked up he gets, and like they show how a human can degrade over time to the point where like you're literally relying on other people to exist. 
I really like that, the fragility, you know, in this environment of flesh and bone and things, you know, that was really cool. But I don't know. I mean, I just, I just felt like it could have been cut a lot better. And I didn't like how, like, they slowly revealed the origin of it. It just, like, kind of yeah. maybe not interested in it. Because I'm like, wow, it's fucking, this is really cool. They used to take SOE guys, train them in Scotland, all over Scotland, and fucking, you know, put them into Norway through, like, uh, these boats and shit, which is really cool. They could have, like, done a more traditional, uh, what is it, Guns of Navarone approach, which I think would have been fucking awesome. You know, to like showing these guys going to it and getting compromised, and they, which they really didn't get compromised in reality as they did in the actual uh, movie. But now, I, over, and we'll get into it. Just overall, it felt more in line with the more modern um, renditions of resistance in occupied Europe. It, it reminded me a lot of Flame and Citron, if you guys have seen that. And it also reminded me a lot of, um, what is it, uh, the Netflix film that just came out, The Unknown Battle or something. Forgotten, oh, battle. Yeah. Yeah. The the forgotten battle. battle. Yeah. Yeah. Forgotten, forgotten battle. Yeah. Forgotten battle. Yeah. I still it's haven't seen like, that yet. It's just a little too over the top in this. Like, I don't know. They just take the low road for filmmaking, in my opinion. So it's an interesting story, but I, uh, I again, when it comes to the survival stuff, I thought that was really well done. Uh, what I didn't like necessarily was all of the stuff with the villain. You know, the uh, the, the SS guy. <laughs> that guy is. Uh, a, 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 a villain, a, a war movie villain right out of a 60s war movie, you know, like, yep. <laughs> and uh, the, you know, the icy, like, you know, humanless killing machine. It's like, they say he's never, you know, not caught anyone. I'm just like, you know, bullshit, bullshit, that, bullshit. That, that was, that was a weak, a weak part. Of yeah. The I like the actor a lot because he's in a lot of other things. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the character itself well, is weak. It's funny because you mentioned The Revenant and like, Tom Hardy's character in The Revenant is, like, one of the best parts of the movie, except I hate that it's involved with this bullshit, like, revenge thing. It's like, in these survival movies, don't include that villain aspect. Like, it's just, have the survival be the thing, you know? It doesn't have to be a Shakespeare opera in a fucking, in right. a fucking survival situation all the time. Right, yeah, so that was that was my, my thing about it. Although I did, I did get wrapped up in the cinematography in every scene. I thought it was... Amazing. Norway's fucking beautiful. You know? Yeah, but, like, it's, 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 but it's shot beautifully too. Just yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Some yeah. of the shit, like with the and some star of the shells at night. Yeah. That was so I, cool. I, that I was really, cool. Yeah, I, you know? I really think I really think that's what I'm think I'm really gonna hound in here, and then we should uh, ask uh, Brian R. What what he's what he's thinking about what he hated as well is like for me, I really really I really think the cinematography and the editing really pulled it out in my eyes. Because yep. I think we've just had a, a lot of stints of movies recently, which is bad cinematography and bad shot placement. And I think this really, really, really... I'd have to look up who the cinematographer was for this, but it really, really, really good shot placement all around. Just, like, even, even when it was normal shots, it's like everything's framed well. Yes. I, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's just framed really well. And and there's and and the just all that was really good. Whether the story is good, meh. I, but I think the presentation of the story is what I think I'm really diving in on this for this movie. Um, but uh, let, let's hand off to uh, Brian. I'm, I'm curious. Well, I was going to ask a question to Brian. Yeah, yeah go. Yeah, he's well, he, he he hails from the great great white north, <laughs> of the United States. You know, and um, so. 
uh, in those water scenes where he's like trying to put these guys that are fucking emaciated or whatever, but like he himself goes in there and he lasts like 20 seconds. Yeah. Have you been in like that cold of water where it's like below freezing, but it's salt water? No, no, I have not. Um, I have not either, but I've been in 33 and 34 degree water. Yeah, that's good enough. Um, <laughs> 20 seconds. If you claim to be as big of a badass as this asset, or I'm sorry, he's not SS, he's Gestapo. Yeah. Right. If you claim to be as big of a badass as he is, do you think you can maybe last more than 20 seconds with your waist deep fucking cold water? Yeah. Especially with all those guys watching. Cause you know, there is a pressure right. there, you know, like everybody's like, all right, let's see this guy kind of put his, his money where his mouth is. And, uh, yeah, I, right. I and you, you've been in cold water. Like after like 20 seconds, you start to go numb. Yeah. So not in a bad way, it's just like you, your body just like heats up and you go numb and it's like, okay, we're good. So why not 24 fucking day? Why not 24? You know? And then, you know, why not right. 30 then? And just keep kind of pushing yourself. I mean, he, he had a whole support system there. He wasn't being held in the water at, at gunpoint like the other guys. Correct. <laughs> yep. And he's just a big, the biggest pussy. Like, okay, maybe they made that for the film. But also, why would you get your fucking boots wet? So which is dumb. There was something else about that scene I wanted to bring up once we got to it. Should I save it uh, until we get to yeah. that point? No, right now. Let's just go. It's a conversation. Okay. If the you... movie's just on to, for the background. It's okay. not because we're waiting yeah. to get yeah, there. Got you. If you did notice, uh, did you guys notice the clothes of the prisoner, the was, tall prisoner that he forces in? I was gonna say they, they look like Russians to me. They look Russians. So yeah, what I this guy right here, the padded, yeah. yeah. So Definitely I, I immediately uh, I googled and it found out that yeah, eighty four thousand Soviet prisoners were sent to Norway during the war, and there's also what? some Poles and Yugo. So I don't For know Kiwis probably. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's. I mean, obviously they they must have had a reason to use. Uh, kind of like Soviet clothing for these particular prisoners. But then in this scene, he's just got his shirt on. Yeah. Oh, they, maybe, maybe they, took it they stripped it off. Yeah. Him. Sorry. Yeah. I found that interesting. Yeah, the, the Hiwis are interesting. It's, people don't really know about them, but they were these Soviet soldiers in a lot of cases, or civilians, Ukrainians and Russians and Belarusians, whatever, that just, you know, they put in their chips with the Germans. And they did, like, you know, laundry and stupid shit. And uh, they were very common on the Eastern Front. They're like very common in memoirs and things you hear about them. And then also in the West, because you need the man li- need the manpower to do shit. So I know in Normandy, especially, there were tons of Hiwis that kind of got moved east in the early part of '44 because they kind of realized there was going to be an invasion. But yeah, no, there's there's tons of these you know Slavic speaking peoples in the traditionally what they would say Western Europe and stuff. See, I think it's and, little uh, little details like that along with the cinematography that kind of. Um, Made me enjoy this this movie. Because yeah, I, I I would have never known that about like they sent fucking prisoners to Norway. Right. So ta- yeah. ta- talking on the on on uh, on the Gestapo character guy getting in the water and I know the kind of sentiments like oh what a fucking bitch. <laughs> I I actually look at it as a very humanizing scene actually more than 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 I think than that I think it's more of like. You know, him, he's trying to convince himself that this guy didn't make it. And he's trying to, yeah. he's trying to come up with that. And I think, I think that is very humanizing in the sense of like this dude who's this kind of egotistical, like, well, there's no body. So, you know, you're not going to fucking, you know, the, why, why, come on. But the fact that he gets in the water and he barely lasts, you know, a quarter of what those Russian guys are going through. Right. And it's just like I think that's very humanizing for him to be like, well, fucking goddamn it, like maybe you're right. 
And that's what makes him, you know, go, okay, no, there's 12 guys. We killed 12. And, and then like, he makes like, that mistake, you know. Like we were like, saying, that he's he's not even a gunpoint at that point. Where, right. You know, yeah. the, the Russians were, I don't know, it's just, it is interesting. It, it just it just felt more of like, more of like, well, maybe it's almost like, you know, the expert is second-guessing himself. Because, yeah. Yeah. because of yeah. the extreme climate. And him going through that, him giving up. Is going like well. There's no fucking way this this weak Nordic guy lasted. Then there's no way, and and I and I think that is that is, I think that is also very humanizing in that scene. And I don't think it's more of like oh what a bitch. I think it's more like oh shit. Like saltwater is a lot more colder than freshwater. When it's like you know like 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 you know I I don't think I could do that. I'd be squealing and wailing like a little bitch. Just thinking, my little bad boys in there. What also, yeah, if you don't well, you're a sailor, anyway, so anytime like, you're in the water is not a good time. Oh fuck, no. <laughs> wet, wet socks. Well, but, but here's the thing: is like realistically, like if you knew how to handle it, like um, Jan probably would have, mm-hmm. and he also had adrenaline, which is fun. But like you can actually swim in that shit for a, a limited amount of time. You can survive in that amount of cold. Yeah, your brown if, fat. If you kicks know, in. if you know how to, if you know what you're and doing, you, well, you know what to expect. It's like yeah. it's like so people that like. They do like um, they do like uh, like Margot Robbie, right? She was doing a, a thing for a film where she like was trained by like seals to be underwater for like five minutes, right? And she's like one or I don't know if it was seals, but it was somebody that like was like an expert at like underwater shit. And they told her like, here's what you're gonna expect at, at about this many seconds. This is probably gonna happen. You're gonna have that like sucking in thing, and your body's gonna shut down. You might pass out. We're here, like we're good. But, like, here's what to expect. And then she said when she did it more, it became less, like, of an anxiety thing. It was just like, okay, here's what I expect. And then she she was able to push past these things and, like, get better at it. And so if you grew up in Norway, okay, the Germans have a lot milder climate than Norway. Like, they, they do. They're very far south. It's, like, basically like Tennessee here, right? And if he was if he knew what to expect and he was trying to swim in those waters, he would have more chances of surviving that swim than just these Russian guys who may have never experienced that. They grew up in the city, who knows? And this German officer, this Gestapo guy, because they don't know what to expect. They're like, Oh my God, this is fucking freezing. But yeah, but he got over that when he was like three or four or five years old, you are just now experiencing that. And that's why you're only able to go in there for like a minute tops. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if someone were to jump. It's like someone who lives in Maine and jumped in the Arctic overflow when it comes down, versus my fucking white ass jumping in there and like, you know, freezing to death. Like I'd scream like a little girl. So right, and because you don't know what to expect, you don't know how to handle it. And in in cold water, like what I've experienced is you got to control your breathing, because your body your body wants to go into a shit panic mode and it's going to (gasps) go and gasp. But if you control your breathing and you just kind of, again, like Brian said, mind over matter to an extent, um, you do that so many times, like you can actually, you know what to expect and you can actually do that, right? There's people that do that all the time. They, they go and the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning is go do a cold plunge, which is like 34 degrees. It's barely above freezing and they go in there and they just fucking do it for a few minutes. They're not moving like he okay, was. Okay, Joe was Rogan. Swimming. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was waiting for the Wim Hof name drop. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he does a lot of ice plunges and stuff, so. 
Well, right up here, like they, they mm-hmm. do the polar plunge every year. Like you go to any kind of like big lake mm-hmm. around here. They do that here in Maryland, yeah. Yep, they'll saw a fucking when it's cold enough, eighteen inch, two feet thick ice, and they'll be like, "Yep, go jump in that fucking water." Just don't forget your car battery. <laughs> oh yeah, don't forget my goddamn car battery. You know you you forget your goddamn car battery, and you know it ain't gonna be a good one. It ain't gonna be a good day for anyone. When we uh we started talking about the uh the the. SS guy going into the water. We kind of skipped over another thing I wanted to bring up, guys, if we can go back to. They mentioned um, when he first meets, um, he's taken into that boat by those children, and he's speaking the to their, the daughters, I'm sorry, and he, he's talking to the mother, and the mother was trying to confirm where he said he came from and where he was. I can't really pronounce the names. It was yeah, like it's like no, one, no one's ever done Nobody that. Nobody can. Like, yeah. <laughs> so while I was watching the movie, I actually Googled those two locations, and it came down to being 17 hours and 21 minutes by car. Jesus. So I don't, I don't know how accurate that was, if that, that's you know truth in this story. Well, it's a fjord, so they probably had to go out way around. That's, yeah. yeah. It's hard to judge the roads, but, that, I mean, you could say it's at least probably an hour swim. As the crow flies, you know? it's, you know, whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that, that's, and that's Jesus. just the start of this whole thing that this guy goes through. So he went through that yeah. initially, and then obviously it just becomes a dumpster fire after that. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there's so many people would have never made it past that point, you know? Right, right, right. And that's kind of what I was talking about, like, Maybe he was used to it. Maybe he just had the ambition, the fucking will, and adrenaline. But, like, that only lasts so so long, you know? Yeah. It's like, Jesus. Like, swimming through a fjord, you know, even if it's an hour swim, it's still an hour where you're in fucking water that's constantly sucking heat out of you. Right. And your body can only do so much. And he wasn't well fed, Probably not hydrated, and salt water sucks the hydration out of you. Right. He lost yeah. his toe. Just being in it. Yeah, lost his toe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, God, I hate the movie, but the, the movie The Perfect Storm, hmm. you know, in the end where they end up in the water. I don't watch the that. I don't, like, I don't watch that movie. I've never seen that. I don't, I've never the seen ending's it. actually good. I, I can never like I can nev- I can are. never watch that movie because... I, I don't know why Nate can't yeah, watch it. Uh, yeah, it's a no-no. It's, Nate's a sailor. Yeah. But, you know, oh. you think about that, and it's like you, you end up in the water without a survival suit or something, and you have, like, five minutes, you know? Like, when you watch the Deadliest Catch shows, too, they're like, yeah, you overboard, you're going to drown. And meanwhile, like, you know... This guy probably spent at least an hour in those same temperatures. In the 40s with, you know, uh, soaked wool. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say soaked <laughs> I, wool. Yeah. So what if we Dry put Dry suits didn't exist yet. What if we put a spin on this story? Like you had mentioned that there were eight basically fishermen mm-hmm. along with the SOE operatives. Um, what if this was just him like beating himself up over the course of 60 days because he felt guilty that those innocent guys got killed? <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's his like penance. a reverse reverse Gabby Petito story. Yeah. He's like running from his trauma. <laughs> it's like, ah, fuck. Well, and in the process, I made sure that more people would have to rely on me so that they would become, you know, entrapped too and get right. caught and killed. <laughs> he's just a perfect. It's, it's like, like Gone Girl, but World War Two. Oh my it's god! Like, it's like that religion where they like whip themselves and stuff. But he lost his whip, so he, he had to flagellants or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me your nine, your cat eye. So right? flagellation is nine a good tails. Thing. Just, yeah. just a thought. 
I did, I did, I did like this like Hodor character, fucking like giving him a ride, or he picks him up and carries him. Hodor character, Jesus. That was yeah. It's a it's a great archetype. That's a great way to describe that archetype. I love the way that he holds him too. Because I'm like, what is he gonna stand on his shoulders? Like no, horizontal. Yeah, yeah. Carry your ass. Like he does a really good job. I was waiting for like the take where he falls in or something. You know. Oh yeah, the, no. Well, he falls in, and they lose an hour of production because they got to get fucking dry clothes <laughs> right, for the guy. Right, and right, right, Twenty minutes down the road, and yeah. Then, yeah. Like, don't, that's the shit you don't see in movies. Don't fuck it up, you know. Oh, his fucking hat is so bad. <laughs> we had something like that. On, <laughs> we had something like that on our film when we did Reveille. We had this very complex scene. It was uh, an ambush scene. We didn't have a lot of time to film it. And we had squibs that we were using. We only had three takes because we only had three uniforms we could use. So we do one take and it we have to we want to do it again. So we were so it takes like thirty minutes because we gotta take uniform off. We got and we're rushing because we're like we want to use our time. So we get it all ready to go. We get the guy rigged with a squib. We get his uniform on. We're all set. One, two, three. We're going to say action. We, we walk through the scene a little bit, and the guy, like, shuffles his MP40 a little bit on his shoulder, and he, he hits the trigger for the squib. He sets the squibs <laughs> off, yeah. He sets the squib yep. off and, and paints everybody around him with fake blood. But not only that, we're looking at each other we're like, we just lost 30 minutes. So yeah. it's like yep. fucking... We couldn't even have time to laugh or get mad because we're like, fuck. So yeah, we were just like, fuck. We were okay, ripping this guy's uniform off again, like literally. And like, fuck. And then we were so careful we did it the third time. But it's the stupid Yo. shit like that in films where you're just like, oh, well, you know, fuck. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an hour. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh, easily. Yeah. And God, his hat's bad too. Like, oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> no one can ever get, can never get like visor caps right in movies. Yeah. Crushers are Dude, hard. I know where to get them. Where they look great. Like even the army one. This guy, the colonel, he looks like a, that hat just looks so shitty. I feel it's, so bad it, for this Kubel when he kept slamming the inside of it like multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nicely restored Kubel, by the way. That's probably like eighty to hundred thousand nice dollars. Are you talking about when yeah. he's like slamming and like punching? Yeah, there's the one scene where he's like, and yeah. I'm like, dude. Stop, that's a $70,000 vehicle. <laughs> no, no, no. The speedometer is five grand. You're an actor, and you don't know that when you break that little piece of glass, right? one, you can't find it, and two, that's five grand. Wow. Like, fuck it. See, they, that was something like, yeah. we're not going to tell the owner about that. You know, it's just the movie will already well, be until out. Until he saw the fucking movie. <laughs> well, no, the, the movie will be out saying, yeah. by the time he figures it out, you know. They sent yeah, him exactly, a copy right? of it with that part edited out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> there's, a story, there's a great story. There's a great story. This has nothing to do with this movie but there's a great story where i forgot what the actor's name was on the show battlestar galactica they had a model one of those old wooden ships you know this one brian yeah you mentioned it before yeah 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 brought on and it was like an old like one of a kind uh ship that was worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars and uh the guy on the set he was so into the moment and he was so he grabbed the ship and like ripped it to pieces and everything like that it, <laughs> just, isn't, isn't oh. it the same thing with like kurt russell didn't he smash it like with the yeah gibson on, uh, yeah with, hateful oh, eight that's or right whatever? yeah, yeah. The, and uh, yeah. tarantino knew about that actually but uh because i forgot what the actress's name was because when she freaked out in that scene like that was her legitimate reaction and that's what he wanted like kurt russell thought it was going to be a fake guitar but it wasn't it was a real one yeah. But it's like, you know, again, bring it back to like Revelate. Like, we, um, that one scene where, um, um, Laddie's going down to search the Germans. Yeah. They grab oh. the K98. <laughs> and it, I was sitting there, I was like right off camera, and I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, wow. This is, this is going pretty neat. It looks real. And he just like throws the K98. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> but I like, I stifled everything in my body. I was just like, 
cover my mouth. I'm like, and it didn't break or anything. And I'm like, fuck. Because because Yoni was using, the, or I'm sorry, uh, um, 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 uh, Halbrock was using the uh, the 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 SS one, like the Death Set, oh, like the yeah. really expensive one. And oh, and he used actress, my single rune. I forgot. About yeah, that. he used a single oh, rune. That's he funny. Used, and he just <laughs> threw it like in real life. You would just throw it. Like yeah, I get that. But I'm like. Oh. And I'm like, that's just like a fifteen hundred dollar rifle. Man. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Aim for the but tree. <laughs> Did, didn't it also? Uh, didn't it also have the bayonet attached to it? Yes, yes, it, it did. did. And it I was did. like, uh, I was like, I don't care about the bayonet because I was mine. And it's like, okay, I give one for one hundred fifty bucks. No yeah. big deal. But like, the rifle itself, like the stock and everything, I was like, <laughs> I, I really <laughs> like these uh, these these back in Berlin shots though too. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, very clean compared to the rest of the film. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It, and I like how the one guy is drinking, like, tea or coffee, and the other guy is just slamming booze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just fucking, yeah. Hey, you can it, see him. Good well, morning to you, too. Yeah. It's, it's like, that. that is one of the things that I love about, um, we'll get to it one day, but Valkyrie, it's just like, that's another set, set of prop department yes. that just makes me go, oh, man, that's so cool. Um, it's been a while since I've watched that one. I watched it recently. It, it's interesting. I hate the <laughs> tanks in the beginning. Yeah, M sixties, but the Panzer four. Aren't they like fake like too? Aren't they like? Not... Yeah, they're only like twice the distance they should be in every single angle. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like we took a jeep, but to represent the jeep, we took a Hummer. <laughs> like that's like the literally proportion differences. I haven't but, seen that since it came out. Jesus, oh, this fucking scene, yeah, where he's like. Doing the typical like the the whole Gestapo like creepy officer thing. Right. Like, this is where I was. This is where I was. Like, okay. Like again. Like don't even have this part of the movie. Like don't even have this right. villain character. This, this was why I, I just detracted from it. And like when his fucking Nazi pin was the reason. It's that, so like, he stupid. Didn't. Yeah. The party pin. It's like it's also way too fucking big. By the way. Are they Let's different just... sizes. But I know what you mean. That's yeah. That's a very... And they yeah, were mostly I mean, like, they were mostly like uh, lapel tie pins. pins. Yeah, because here's the thing: is like a lot of the guys in the Gestapo they didn't have to wear that because they were assumed to be party members, right? That one is the most massive fucking party pin I've ever but seen. But how else are you gonna see it, Mike? I mean, come yeah, on. it's they want to think. Well, it. no, that that's fair. But like, <laughs> also popping his car like he's in the, the size fucking of eighties, like doing quarter. a fucking. A fucking, well, you know, Mike, Rick Astley video. Mike, like, he's, what are we he's doing a, here? He's, he's Gestapo, so you oh. always have daddy leather <laughs> coat on you, and you always have to pop the collar because how is he going to know that you're fucking villainy? Okay. Oh, this scene, too. Yeah, uh, no. Where he's like fucking, looking back. Dramatic. Okay, are you ready? Brian. Are you ready to laugh? Yeah. I just remembered this. What's up? You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. This is the prequel to Dead Snow. Oh my god! Oh my god! Why? <laughs> that uh, that that and that's, I remember that's, that. uh, the zombie uh, main. That's SS the zombie guy. Nerd, Yeah, <laughs> from like from like fifteen years ago at this. point. Yes, but I, I haven't thought about that the movie. The fact he's wearing the, the leather the leather jacket and everything. Yeah. they're in Norway. And the shitty, and the like, shitty repro hat that was made in they're, Pakistan. They're going after like you know resistance members, and I'm like, uh, well, this, this is this the prequel. Too. Okay, so with the plane, stuff. right? That's funny. Okay, so yeah, this I this mean, is the plane avalanche yep. scene for if people are following also along. a fucking. I'm pretty sure it's an HU 111, right? That's an 88. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's actually, a Ju88. It's, it's an 88. It's actually a really nice modeled one, 3G by the way. That's. I was actually very surprised because no, not only so they had the forward-facing machine guns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, okay. the one, the one elevens, the one one ones did too. 
Yeah, it's definitely one MG thirty four, as far as I know, right? Yeah, it spins. So I don't know if the pilot could use it on an eighty eight, but that's definitely an eighty eight. Then the avalanche. I just like, like you could have done the avalanche without the plane, like like we didn't need the plane. Like that. That's my. It's cool. It's cool. All you need him is coughing hard, and it could trigger a fucking avalanche. Right. Yeah. Like like, like yeah. we didn't need the plane <laughs> hunting down a the voluptuous fart. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be great if you just sat there. You just sat there and like. Had like a fucking Hector Salamanca moment where you just looked <laughs> at the camera. It was just like <laughs> it ripped a blew a fucking massive fart and all of a sudden an avalanche falls down. <laughs> Good happen. Like, oh. Yeah. So okay, this is where I stopped believing this shit because it's like when you're that fucking cold and you have no like actual proper winter clothing. Yeah, so he's got the blood pressure spike in his eyes. He's got the fucking the blood in his eyes. I mean at this point, you're done. Ah! Yeah, the nail. When I saw his eyes yeah, like that, that part, I was thinking it. I winced at that. It looked like uh, 28 Days Later, <laughs> the zombie movie. Oh yeah, he's got the rage. Yeah, <laughs> see, he's vomiting. So, so Brian. Yeah. Like you've seen people that are in this condition. Uh, How long I mean, are they gonna last with zero medical attention? <laughs> I don't know if I've exactly seen somebody get hit by an avalanche before, but. <laughs> we were 25 miles outside of Barstow yeah. when it came. Um, I've maybe seen somebody that had one red eye, but I, I don't yeah. think anything like that. I've never seen somebody bite off their own fingernail shortly after and then vomit. Which actually, what do you think the, the vomit was from? you think that was like a concussion or something? Or do you think that's Must because be. he bit his Had own fingernail been. and he got a taste of it and he just vomited up? Or he's too fucking cold. Like, oh, nice repro helmets, by the way. These helmets are horse shit. The whole fucking film, their helmets are dog okay, shit. Okay, I want to I wanna ask them, like, t- I want to know about the uniform stuff. So, Uniforms, I'm glad they actually had Luftwaffe insignia on the pilot. Um, and not, like, Army or SS insignia. I have been, I, ha- I was looking at people running around in the snow and the weather and looking for slips on hobnails. I, I, I've been looking for that the whole entire movie. Well, you're not going to see that. Nice repro ill-fitting fucking helmets, by the way. <laughs> they're going to, like, pull down over their eyes so many times. Well, no, here's the thing is, they're all M42. Well, most of them are M42, like the shitty repros with the fucking harsh angles. Dude. Okay, yeah, it's 1943 in, in, in fucking Norway. They're not going to be issuing the newest fucking M42s to these guys. These guys are going to have M35s and M40s at best. It was all garrison troops, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like they're going to have the old school shit. Like, they're not going to have the modern shit. That, but all the helmets are just awful. Like, okay, this guy's got two fucking eyes that, like... You're so right, it is raged. Yeah, see? When you, when, you, when you pop that many blood vessels in your eyes, it's like fucking overwhelming it. You're in a bad spot physically. Yeah, this, like, is, I mean, this is not good. Yeah, not really good. bad. Like... You might be able to crawl like this for a bit, then you're you're just gonna kind of roll over, especially in the cold. Yeah, I and will, if he was vomiting like, because of a concussion, I mean, you could, you could have a head bleed, and there's there could be all sorts of stuff going on. Right. I mean, there's there's so many Ruptured things. It's spleen. like, yeah, yeah. Let's just oh, let's climb over this other obstacle so, here. So 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 from what I'm hearing, it's the depiction of the injuries that you're having a beef with, not the fact that someone could survive this. Uh, it's both. Okay. Because I. You say that, but then there's always someone who does, who beats okay, the odds. Look, like, okay, look at the clothing he yeah. has on. This is, and, and also he's wet, by the way. He was wet when he jumped off the ship. Okay, he's still wet because 
when it's freezing cold like that, you never dry off unless you're near a fire or like in a dry spot for like 12 fucking hours, right? That has not been the case for him. I mean, he's been drying off at houses to houses, but yeah, I hear your point. No, he's... And so you've got one layer of wool on over cotton, okay? A thin layer of wool. You've got a uniform on. In that environment, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you are wet and you're in that amount of freezing cold, you are F-U-C to the K-E-D. Yeah, most likely. Like, you're fucked. You're asking me, right? Unless unless you get in there and dry everything off and warm up your core, you're fucked. he he wouldn't he wouldn't ask he wouldn't ask the original Brian for that <laughs> he he knows better he's a he's a hardy you know uh, Wisconsinite you know he doesn't ask New Englanders for cold tips no. I do not <laughs> it's like do Brian not. what do you do when it gets fifty degrees rub Vaseline on your nipples <laughs> no that's that's like fucking how Mike talks about cold out here yeah. well, Vaseline will make you chafe ask me how I know oh <laughs> um, but like no. yeah it's so Brian Rao I should say, uh, I, I figured two Brian's two Mike's. I figured. Jesus, but like no, in that in that kind of cold environment, especially when you're in snow and it's that cold and you're wet. I mean, yeah, right here, that's about as far as you're gonna get. Well, another thing to bring up too is with the condition of his eyes, like that, and the cold yeah. that's hitting his eyes. Like, how does he even know where yeah. the hell he's going? Oh, I mean, they do. <laughs> I mean, they did. They did. They did talk about that with like his eyes being fucked up. This is when this is when he starts hallucinating and doing all the hallucinations. Like this. this is when the movie again. I think I said earlier is when the movie yes. steps up in in yeah. terms of survival and yeah. in terms of survival uh, uh, narrative and also I think cinematography and editing. There are, um, yeah. th- this aspect of like, you know, survival, um, the, the movie, uh, jungle with Daniel Radcliffe does some scenes where he's like hallucinating and, uh, oh, I've never seen and, that. Yeah. And he's like, it's almost like two personalities at that Flip point. And... <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing is by the time you're, you're hallucinating, you're tripping balls. Like, but I like that's how your body that. shutting down. What, what are those Brian porches? They're what? That's a horch. That's a horch. What, what, what is a horch? Describe a horch. A horch is a German company that made a troop truck that holds ten troops. That is that vehicle. They have. They're, they're like a. They're like a bigger, rounder weapons carrier. It's kind of like a. So. It's kind of like what a deuce and a half, or a, sorry, what a weapons carrier would be for a jeep in the American army. As I just said, it's like a bigger, <laughs> rounder, du- a weapons carrier. Uh, it's a horch. Yeah, they're they're very common. Give me context here. To your, to your comment, there. it's a, it's a, in between. It's like douche. wagon too small, but Opal Blitz is too big, so you get a horse. There you go. So okay, there um, you go. tell me the, oh, how come this guy has this like black uniform? What is what, that? He's an auxiliary so, because he yeah, is was... part of the SS. Well, yeah, the <laughs> looks like a rat. SS, yeah. like okay, the Norwegian. Yeah, it's basically like the Ukrainians. Like all every country they went into, they had like auxiliary troops. Okay, and that's. I don't. I don't know because I'm not an expert on this at all. At I just know form, that like, like the one stupid shoulder board is correct. <laughs> like, well, the, like that I mean, stupid shit is like. Yeah, I know he wrong. has like a, what Totenkopf and some like SS stuff, but I wasn't sure if that because he says like this guy's Norwegian right here. I wasn't sure if that's yeah. like is that like a Norwegian the, policeman or something like. Kind well, of. Well, it's it's it, but he's under the employment and the watchful eye of the SS. Like he's volunteered with the They're, Germans and yeah. There's a guy on YouTube, Mark Felton Productions, who's got yep. really, yeah, really Mark good Felton's videos. Great. And he goes into a lot of detail for like the, the Third Reich's political structure that A, I don't give a shit about, and B, I don't give a shit about. 
But like it's it is interesting in a way where you can see how they would have occupied or, or like worked in these occupied territories. Yeah. Um. But there definitely was like a a wing, and it is correct in a sense that there was like a Gestapo in every country that had auxiliaries like this that would do the bidding of like the Third Reich in Berlin. You know, like it's 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 overplayed, but there were organizations like this. Nate, can you back it up a few like a minute or so when he looks at the insignia on his sleeve? They got the SS runes. And but, he's got the, well, he's got the really big eagle. I know what you're talking about. That's what I'm Wait, saying. Yeah, like, what is that? It's the Nordic that's the, eagle, though. That's the NSKK eagle, I'm pretty oh, okay. sure. Okay. Huh. Also, what I a to fucking ask. low, low ready carry in the back. Which yeah, well, that's yeah, really yeah, annoying. All are doing that. Yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. It's going to take a while before movies stop doing that. I don't think it's ever going to No, it's never going to stop. <laughs> that's the problem. Unless they do what we did and then hire people that that's what know, I mean. don't have a modern training set or mindset. You know, That's what I mean, yeah. Like again, the yeah. popped collar. Are we in a Rick Astley fucking video? It's also like... snowing though, Mike. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, well, you fuck that. God, not everyone's from Wisconsin. We don't want snow down our necks. They're from Norway. <laughs> they should be better. <laughs> don't put don't put your fucking hands in your pockets. It's snowing. Don't put your fucking hands in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that right there. See, is the eagle. Like, yeah, okay, what, so he's got the that? SS rooms that, on the he, right shoulder. That, I think that's the NSKK. Eagle yeah, with the, the right. with the with maybe the, he's NSKK. The, the, the big stupid looking one with the cross. Yeah, the cross just, and the yeah down yeah, below. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that NSKK was this German like transport organization that was around during the war. Yeah, I don't know his uniform. They have special helmets time. that look really cool. The National yeah, Socialist Motorist Corps. So core. <laughs> He's basically like a fucking like the, the Ukrainians and the Hungarians did a lot of this kind of shit too, where they were just like, "Hey, how can I be employed? Oh, you're a policeman now." And they'd give him, like, some bullshit uniform and say, oh, well, yeah, you're part of us. We had touched on this with the landwehr, in a way, with uh, the Grand Illusion. So this is a, a, it's just like a Norwegian, you know, Nazi Quiesling organization like that. So, Well, by this time, it's weird because, like, they would have had – so not to get too, uh, too far off on a tangent, but, like, at this point, they would have had Norwegian, quote-unquote, volunteers for the SS, like the 5th SS Division – the the Viking division. Well, the Viking and Nord; those are the two. Yeah, yeah. And I think more um, of these guys went to Nord than Viking. I forget where did Viking recruit. I'm not sure. Viking was uh, Norway. Norway. Yep. Yeah, yep. definitely. And they had a lot of people at first, and then it was just like, eh, whatever. And so this guy probably didn't want to do that, but he volunteered to be like, like you said, kind of like a police. What do you think, Brian R? Yeah, that I don't know too much about it, honestly. Yeah, but sounds good. <laughs> I like the logic behind it. I agree. <laughs> I concur. Yep. No, I, that's the thing is I don't, I don't know jack shit about the uniform, so I don't know if it's right or wrong. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not spot on with that stuff. That's int- okay. So yes, the fifth Viking was recruited from the Scandinavian countries, and then in mid forty three, they took a regiment from the fifth and they turned it into the eleventh Nordland. Yeah, and it was mostly a. The Swedish unit or Swedish regiment that they actually built the the Northern unit off of, so they're both connected. Interesting, um, but yeah, you know, you, 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 a lot of these guys, like God, a lot of the Western, bad. sorry, like a lot of the Western yeah. Europeans, they joined the SS and things to fight against communism and things, and you know, when they ended up at Saint Petersburg, it didn't go well. So the physical, the physical strength it takes to walk through that much fucking snow or run through that much snow is literally fucking insane, and. 
Anything over yeah, your ankles know. is crazy. I did like this right here when he just comes in, just immediately just sucks down whatever food is in front of me. Just Come on. And just fucking collapses. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just done. complete well, instinct. Well, I, lo- I love it how she's just like, you got to eat one more bite. And here comes this fucking wild frozen man oh. sucking up all of his food. <laughs> <Yep>. like, <laughs> it's every kid's dream. <laughs> every kid's dream that didn't want to finish his vegetables, right? That some snow monster would come <laughs> into the door and finish it for him. snow monster. <laughs> Compass! Yeah. If you don't finish your vegetables, fucking yawn from the wilderness is gonna come in and suck off them, suck them off your table. Like, Germany has Krampus, Norway has yawn. A lot of sucking off tonight. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody's got to have a, some like snow creature man thing. They have Santa Claus, man. They were tripping balls. <laughs> those, no, those are the Finns. That no, Santa Claus is Finland. That's a. Okay. That's, he's in Lapland. That's a real thing. They got the Yeti, I guess. I don't know. That's a real thing. This wild fucking dude, like a a basket case. Yes, that's a good point, Mike. Though you were talking about how hard it is to walk through that snow when it's that deep, and that this guy in this shape is just kind of like stumbling in. There is a Krampus from Norway, and I don't know if I want to say its name. (laughs) Say its name. Uh, Jewel booking. <laughs> I love that shot, by the way. That's 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 so, a really grotesque shot. Yeah, yeah. that's really it's fucked so up. So yeah. effect. Yeah, it's so it's, effective. It looks, it's the Yuletide yeah. goat. Oh God, the Yuletide goat. <laughs> Jewel booking. Oh, and you it was big. It was big right in the now. West. I'll show you a fucking goat. It was brought to the U.S. by Scandinavians. Wow, it's it's like it's fucking Wisconsin history there, and you don't know, know shit about it. So you know. Yeah, because I'm not a I'm not a fucking Swede or Norwegian, you know. I got a little bit in the blood here, but I'm not a fucking dumb Swede to come up. You're here just a Yule buck, which is a slang term I just learned from Wikipedia. So thank you. But the anyway, Yule buck. You're a Yule buck. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So they do have a Krampus thing. It's interesting. Well, they're, they're, yeah, so much influence, like with the Nordic, like the Scandinavian countries and like Germany. Yeah, they had been so much in contact for so long. Like, there's going to be some crossover. There was one interesting thing they mentioned in this, too, that I didn't realize. I had to look up. But towards the end of it, they mentioned that you can't trust the Sami or a Salmi. And I'd looked that up. Did you guys get catch that reference at all? Or I did no. not know the reference, but I, I saw it, yeah. It's this group of peoples that the, are the original inhabitants of northern Norway, Lapland, and uh, the Murmansk Peninsula. Um, and they've been there for you know millennia. And they're just the local populace. So they're different from the southern Scandinavians that are more European-based. Yep. Like the Salmi, they've been there forever. And uh, they're known as Laplanders or Laps. That's known as a slang term. But yeah, they're just the northern you know, Scandinavian um, native tribe. And I didn't know that was a thing. I, you know. Basically the fucking Canadians of Europe. It, yeah, but like, no, more <laughs> like the Inuit of Europe, to be honest. Because they have yeah, very... They've been there for forever. <laughs> They've been there forever, you know. And the Finns yeah. kind of have a history like that, but they've been, you know, kind of fucked over by everybody. They're just like, ah, they're they're reindeer. <laughs> Soviet Union, a, <laughs> a little bit. Well, the, the, yeah, but before Russia. that, Swedes, everybody. But it's interesting that this people, the Sami, they've they've kind of, you know, due to the Arctic Circle and shit, have kind of just existed and had their culture and everything. So it's just I had no idea. There's something I wanted to mention about this woman's uh, Gudrun. I believe the character's name is. 
you can tell she's next to this guy. She's all about him. She really cares oh, for yeah. him and everything, right? I knew that right from the start, yeah. Right. And then did you did you read the credits at the end of the film? I did, yeah. Where it says, like, uh, <laughs> you know, this guy, you know, lived happily ever after, and uh, Gudrun got married 20 years later. <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> so it's like, well, that's obviously saying, like, you know, she kind of waited around for this guy maybe to show yeah. up again, and she gave him 20 years and was just like, okay, I guess I'm going to, you know, Bjorn over here or whatever. This is one of these movie things, though, to where it's like you you feel it right when it's it's like shows up. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, she's the love interest, you know, or whatever. The uh, close to but they never love pursued interest. it. They never made it retarded. Like, no, they never fucking, you know, went on and like, yeah, she banged him in a in a cold sweat fever that he was in. And, you know, whatever. It's like it's not okay, like enemy cool. at the gates. Like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> yeah. feel like uh, like when they said it at the end, like uh, she got married 20 years later, they should have they could have played that uh, game show music, you know, that dun 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 dun. Yeah. That's 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 a fucking bummer, dude. You know, yeah. price is wrong. I was actually trying to find pictures of her online. I'm like, was she just like that bad looking that the guy's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay, you for saving my life, just, but don't ever contact uh, me maybe, again. Maybe the maybe the <laughs> yeah, story yeah. isn't as it says. I don't know. Maybe she was married in real life or something. Who knows? Yeah, could be. I tried to look yeah. this up on IMDb and it's not. Oh, IMFDB and it's not on there. Okay. So, oh, the movie? Yeah, it's not on IMFDB yet. Damn. Well, yeah, but they fuck. actually did make them. Like there was a lot of them, so that's not unrealistic. Well, I, I, I have nice low ready, I, bitch. I have nice low ready. I have my fucking notes for the guns when we're ready. So do I. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. Man, I know what Nate's gonna say first. <laughs> do it. I'm. I'm ready to hear it. <laughs> Let's talk about the guns. Let's do it. As we're here. So it is not a Danish Madsen. It is a no. Portuguese or Chilean Madsen. But it's still fucking pimp to see it go full auto on that. Skip boat. to it. Let's start the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's. It, he's the one shooting it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. yeah. Oh, on yeah. the boat. Yeah. Yep. It's, I was gonna um, ask you guys if you knew what that was. It's not the Danish 1904. I think that's the model number, but it's the Chilean right before that Portuguese yep. one. Oh, good heaven! There we go. So <laughs> yeah. So how I can it's tell fire. is that the 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 Danish ones are longer, the front shots are longer, and then they don't have this flash cone hider, and the front sight is offset on the Danish ones. On the Chilean and the Portuguese ones are center. Um, dude, he's shooting really far. He's got like at least yeah, he's shooting <laughs> very dead to on, thousand yeah. meters. But so, but again, it's super cool to see a full auto Madsen in a movie like that. So, so they, they probably yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have that version of it then. No, this is nineteen forty six or nineteen forty nine. They're 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 small little similarities. I mean, the thing is, is that the real Danish Madsons they were. They were sold off a lot to other countries, and/or they were repurposed to these, and/or and/or they were um, or confiscated or destroyed after Germany took them, and so they didn't really make them after the war in the 1904 or the 1910 um, version. So mainly when the war started back up again, or when they started production again for the contracts for the Chilean and the Portuguese, they made them these models. And these are what you still see in the world today, mainly. Um, and these are still in service. I think it's the longest running gun in service um, design. And they're still in Brazil with the police force. The police force still co- try to find them and contract them out. Hey Hector, 
we got to go clear out this favela. Dude, there there's some there's some fucking cool ass street clearing videos of Brazilian police like taking out cartel people like with them. They have there. the cut down ones or they like you said they have the short barreled ones. They, so they have cool Yeah, well they, I they I almost it's like FALs and these. I almost like, got the, the I almost streets. got the Dutch Indie short one, but it it was too much for the time and it would have been a lot of paperwork, but the Dutch Indie one is super cool it's like half the barrel length and the banana clip and the banana because they don't it's not really a magazine it's a hopper and the hopper curves like you could an see extra 45 it, degrees in out. this one um there's a really good post-war Indo- indonesia dutch uh movie we got to get to i wonder if they have matsons and shit on that they probably will have to the, uh, the only time the first time i ever saw this the first time I ever saw this type of machine gun was in the uh, uh, scene from the original um, Thin Red Line where their Japanese troops are using it. Yeah. It's yeah. oh, not the worst stand-in for the no, 60s. Like, it's, it's not, they're, to... they're not that bad. And again, like the the original Brian. the original Madsons are just very hard to find now. It would be a – I would fucking die to fucking find one in the in the u.s but they just they never imported them and trying to find them is almost impossible if you don't want to pay like an arm and a leg but covid took out a lot of boomers yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see still waiting for it still waiting for it yeah all these people are like oh well, the boomers die we'll get cheap guns yeah, no we'll waiting. just get rare guns and spend more money <laughs> yes yeah i'm gonna take a piss i'll be back yeah Right. Um, but that, but that, but that's the really cool thing about these designs is that a lot of people think they're magazine fed. They're not. They're hopper fed. Hmm. Yeah, well, because it, it feeds from a little well on the side. Because mm-hmm. it's actually a semi-automatic rifle um, design originally. That they oh yeah, into a yes. machine gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's. I was just gonna say that kind of makes sense because it's like a rifle, like you know. Yeah. Grip. It's not what it like what a, it what it is? It literally comes down, and it's literally like a little like it's almost like <laughs> I hate to use the thing, but it's like it's like the Ted ninety six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it it's like a part moves and grabs the shell and pushes it down. So it's literally there's just a cam. Like, yeah, there's a camming action off the bolt, and it 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 rotates like on a turntable. Yeah, and uh, it just opens, closes, open, closes, and the rounds will fall into the chamber. So if, it's like, kind of like away in a crag. Well, fucking Craig Jorgensen is fucking Norwegian. What am I saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, it's it's, it's the it's hopper the same fed. thing. The the the, the mm-hmm. really cool thing about it is that they will. Um, oh, this won't play now. Great. They kind of walk. It's like very, you know. Yeah, they they well, like if you if you were to take that hopper out and push the spring back, the thing will just dump them all out. Yeah, they'll just go. <laughs> they'll just fly right yeah, down out. Yeah, that's it's, fun. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like if you cl- it's like you push the button on a grand, it does the same thing when it ejects exactly, the mag. Exactly. Yeah, you can dump nice. all thirty rounds just by holding the little spring out and it just go. Yep. But. Um, also to talk about, I guess, more guns in here. I mean, we had the, the Colt 45 like gun, which I don't know what that was, which is right uh, there. I, I think it was a, know. yeah, it would, it, it looked like a straight 1911 and knowing his past, it probably was a straight 1911. Considering which it came of, from the British contract. Yeah. It's kind of strange because yeah. SOE was all about clandestine operations and ammunition and, and sourcing yeah. and stuff. So the only thing yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. The only thing I took note was that the MP forties were firing way too fast. Like the. The sound effects they were using for them, it was like, oh yeah, it's like, that's they're, not... they're not burp guns. Oh, no, <laughs> dude, that is so sexy. I don't care what you what you say. Oh, Madsons are sick. Oh my god, <laughs> so cool. I don't know what it's mounted on though. I want to freeze that on the side there. So, to to touch on something that um, Mike B said earlier. So yeah, the the Norwegians in 1914 actually um, got the patent or the design for the 
1911, and they made them in uh, Norway, and they're called the Konigsberg 1914 Colt. And they were made for a few years, but not too heavily. I'm pretty sure they're 9mm instead of 45. Could be wrong. I, but, I thought um, they were 45, but I could be wrong, too. I, I can't so. remember, but anyway, in the Second World War, they had a few around, and they were more for, like, police and everything, and then the Germans started heavily making them toward the end of the war. Um, for occupation forces and things. And that's where most of the quote-unquote Konigsberg cults come from. They look very much like a 1911, but they have different markings in their parkerite, or their phosphate finished, if I remember correctly. They look so, pretty cool. So is that what he carries um, in this? He could be carrying one, but I, I, it's probably it's 99% a straight 1911. But I'm trying to say that there were Norwegian 1911s around in Norway at this time. So it, I'm looking really this up. It, it was 45. Yep. Wait a minute. It was 45. Okay. Yeah. Yep. This film was either f- the film was flipped or those are not real. Those are weird MP40s because they got the yeah. It's on the other side. That's a that's a yep. that's oh, a mirrored shot. That's yeah. a mirrored. Oh, shot. it is mirrored because look at the helmet decal. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. noticed yeah. that yep. while we, while I was watching. So it. they filmed it. They filmed it the wrong way and then mirrored it. And also, who in the f- whole chicken fried fuck put their fucking thumb <laughs> where the fucking charging handle <laughs> reciprocates? Yeah, He's he, about to learn not to do that. <laughs> You go yeah, over on the it, but yeah. over on the K ninety eight too. See the that watch fucking the bolt. helmet is egregiously horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like seeing the e boat, but they would have just fucking destroyed that thing from you know twenty millimeters and shit. Yeah, those MP4s. Yeah, also, they're not going to be standing up if they're taking fire. They're not just going to be standing why, up. Why are they not Kriegsmarine troops? Again, like well, <laughs> I, I'm getting these fucking guns and Navarone vibes because this exact same thing happens. Right, except, you know. Yeah, they're they not troops, maybe not, but you know, they're army troops on a lower yourselves. Like, <laughs> We're coming aboard. And he's, Gregory Peck is acting like he's speaking Greek. <laughs> did you guys? Um, did you guys get into the uh, sniper rifle yet? No, not yet. No, we 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 just we just were talking about we talked about Madsen. There's no IMFTB, yeah. so we're just jumping we, around. We talked about. Oh, there's no IMFTB. Nope, nope, nope. Like, tried it. Nope, not so ever. I tried it. Yeah. There's uh there there's uh we we've talked about MP40. The 1911s, the Madsons, and... Uh, the Candy-8s are good, so we can just gloss yeah. over that. So It's hard know. to fuck those up. The Luger, the Luger looked oh, okay. Wait a second, there's one scene where, towards the end, so towards the sniper scene, uh, Nate, oh, go to the Are end. you talking about the Norwegian reindeer farmer, dude? <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Danish yeah. 1889 yeah, Craig. Yeah, that looked like Okay, a yeah, Danish. I was going to ask yeah. what that was. Yeah, that was Because I have one of those fuckers, yeah. and I'm like... I, w- I was like looking at it. I'm like, is that a Norwegian Craig? No, it's not. No. It is a fucking Danish 1889. How do you tell Craig. the difference? The, the, the front, the muzzle tip, the muzzle top. Well, and the fucking uh, the rear sight sticks out way it. far on the sides. Yeah, they have like, they have they kind of have like they kind of have like the same thing that the G41 has. They have like a dildo f- muzzle. <laughs> yes, so it's like I got yeah. you. Yeah, it kind of is. The original dildos are Brian R. Did you notice that Craig? Yeah, I noticed it. I didn't. I wasn't sure what rifle it was though. Yeah, it's it's an 1889 Danish Craig. Like, I like to see um, the Craigs, but I'm saddened to hear that they're wrong. Yeah, well, no, it's not unrealistic. Like that guy could have gotten that. The somehow, Danish and the maybe. Norway Craigs intermix so much. Fucking towers, by the way, are so stupid. Well, and the, the yeah. fucking the fucking the 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 windmill of peace painted on them. You know, like <laughs> the dude, windmill if you, if you of a, peace. <laughs> if you put a fucking tower up you know, in the middle of bumfuck Norway. You're not going to paint a fucking peace windmill on there. You, but, you know what my grandmother have... called it? What? She grew what? up in Germany. They just call it the Hockenkreitz, which means crooked cross. Yeah. So well, it, means hooked, like a... it means hooked cross. Yeah. yeah hooked cross. Yeah. Yeah. Hooked, I, hooked I, cross. Will, I will say they did a really good job of making him look very gaunt. 
Yeah. He's oh, yeah. shitty looking. Yeah. 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 No, that, that aspect of it was great. Like I said, most of the survival stuff was, I thought was pretty, for the most part, well done. But uh, Oh, shitty fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was, chin strap. Oh, God. So watch. Artillery binoculars. Yeah, look at the optics he needs to see what's going on. And then he goes over to the ZF-41. <laughs> oh, this is a very good point. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the ZF forty one's like one point five mag or something yeah, on the scope. Yeah. It's like You're come right. on. He is going from like an eight by scope like yeah. <laughs> viewport I, to like a, a one bigger than eight by. Yeah. Those, are, those are ten by twenty five. They're actually bigger than ten by twenty five. Those are yeah. So just go to the yeah. Those are made I mean, for like fucking it, like ranging in flak rounds for B-17s at like 40,000 feet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> those things are they're angled for a reason because you look okay. up. But they had the fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It looks awesome. Even yeah. with the uh, tower shot that you guys were talking about, when you can see all the reindeer running in the background, um, <laughs> the have you guys looked? Piece. Yeah, Sorry. have you guys? Looked <laughs> Sorry, I it? just, I just, it just, there you go. It just there hit me. It just hit me with what you meant. Az bolt. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> also, look at the fucking I, bolt handle. I could, yeah, Az bolt. Is that I a thirty-three forty? I could talk a lot about the, you know, how horrible the ZF forty-one is, but. Brian but is, Nate, is, is Nate, you are, back, I'd say, the bigger you, expert on the matter. Go. You can talk about okay. how great that is. I have a repo one because I don't like them. <laughs> I held the build one, but it's like yeah. so Brian, before you get into the optics part of it, which I know it's going to be awesome, why the fucking three-quarters bolt handle on this particular K98? Because the prop department messed up. <laughs> it's like spray-painted okay. black, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't understand it's the cut, good. though. In it. Yeah. It's an AZ bolt. Well, that's I said. Three that's quarters. What we're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably it's, just to put together. It's probably got the same as mine, yeah. just like a numerich scope on it. With the, it probably doesn't even have the right uh, rail off the uh, the rear sight for the, the ZF forty one. The adapter. Probably. Well, let's yeah. see. Uh, Nate, go a little bit forward so you can see more of like the. It actual... is a ZF forty one though. I don't know if they show it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't see it from the other side. You'd have to see well, it. No, like... Back it up, just like I just twenty I, seconds I or some shit. Yes. Nate. The other back it up. There you go. Yeah. That's the best you're gonna get, but like you see it from the wrong side. That's why. But but even when you look at that, when they show the uh, the magnification, when he's looking through, it's like, uh, it's <laughs> it's not it's not it's one it's just over eyesight basically. And look how far away they are. Yeah, and it's it, one point five magnification. Yeah, so yeah there's no it. way it'd be that close. <laughs> no, no. If you go back to that shot too, where you guys were talking about the tower, and you could see the reindeer running in the background, like you can kind of see. Look how far out they are. <laughs> that's so, at least at least 200 meters yeah at least for sure. he'd be using an eight power maybe an eight power would get you somewhat to that distance right maybe right. but <laughs> no, you're, you're so right but that's why yep. like i hate how it just the whole film is just like you expect you know occupation of you know europe to be like this well this is what we're gonna give you and, it's and that like, the guy uh, with the leather jacket the gestapo guy is a nazi like he's like the quintessential, like the guy that you think of this hardcore, cold blooded fucking. He's the guy that wears the peace windmill. That's how much of a Nazi he is. The know? windmill of peace. I, lo- oh, I love that. Um, I love that description. I've never heard that before. It's so funny. <laughs> you would think if you had a, a scoped rifle up in that tower, it just would be a little bit more substantial. At least a right, so, Okay. Yeah. yeah at so least. Brian, Brian, let's do a hypothetical. If if you were in charge of the Germans in this region, and you gave a guy an optic on his fucking rifle. You had a, you had a, you had a fucking sniper. We'll say I call him marksman, but like what would he be equipped with ideally in this situation? Probably an Ajax. 
on a high turret mount or Explain a low turret. That. Well, it'd be a four by ninety. Uh, it, so it'd have a wide objective. It let in a bunch of light and stuff, and it, it just would have a better sight picture. Obviously, four uh, being the magnification, so it's going to be a lot more than the one point five on the ZF forty one. Um, it's just it was a much more solid platform. There's a lot of guys that that from what I've read back then did not like that rifle with the ZF forty one. So I don't know if this is. I mean, obviously this is a movie, but it, it's a supply chain issues or something. Maybe that's maybe they, they couldn't get the other, the more purpose-built rifles up there. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, like if if they had a ZF forty-one up there, you would think that they could have access to the scope that you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, you would. So <laughs> either all or nothing in this situation, I would think. Right. As, I mean, as far as like supply chains. Yeah. And also, there it is. At oh, here it is, the 1889. Look at this. So pause that fucker. Yep. That's a fucking, that is 100% of 1889. Let me see. Let me just make goddamn sure, because I'm pretty sure the Norwegian Craig. Norwegian Craig just doesn't have a dildo on the end of it. If I remember correctly. No, it doesn't. What do you mean, no, it doesn't? I mean, that's not the only thing that's different with it? No, I'm saying, like, no, it doesn't. You're correct. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to post this. Um, I'm gonna, well, I can just post this in the fucking chat on StreamYard. Private chat, the link. And just to uh, yeah, how terrible off it looks. Brian said, though. I know, right? Um, <laughs> the, uh, the whole sniping stuff with the ZF-41, yeah, they were shit. Guys didn't like them. And a lot of professional snipers were like, this is for training, if anything. Yeah. But there's a really good story in, um, I forget if it's Stuka's book or if it's Wacker's book, but um, one of the Eastern Front snipers. He mentions how they always had these armors that were great. And at one point later in the war, they got a bunch of G43s in and they got a, they got 10 ZF-41s. Anyway, long story short, this weapon master actually mounted, jerry-rigged 10 ZF-41s on G43s. Really? And the guy in this book says that, the G43 was a really shitty sniper rifle. Like, it can't hold zero at all. It's a piece of shit. Um, and the ZF41 is a piece of shit fucking scope. But at 100 meters, with a ZF41 on a G43, is like fucking insane. He's like, that. it's like got enough magnification, and it's just good enough at, at like 100, 200 meter range where you can really be effective with mm -hmm. it. And it was very interesting to see him talking about this and using the rifle in a few different, you know, instances and it just goes to show like you know <laughs> this scope was not made at all for this gun but in, in this application like it, it actually does work i mean i can see that it, it, that's more of like a dmr type thing right yeah well that's what they said even with the zf4s on the g43s like if you're an akin and fucking you have a, a semi-automatic with a four power scope you're gonna fucking own your street right if you're on the steps of russia you get a vault action yeah like you know, it, it, certain applications, you're dead to rights. That's an interesting. But, um, uh, that's an interesting setup with the ZF41. I've seen like uh, reproduction mounts for uh, G41s for ZF41 scopes. Okay, yeah, I, I just looked back at the screen. I saw this. Ad <laughs> I, I, like, can't, I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't help. I can't help the ads that come up here. I, I can't. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, I'll have to get to the name of the book. It's very interesting though how he talks about it and. Klaus Espenholt, if you know who he is or he was, he was a Norwegian guy that he got arrested because he was selling uh, MP44 parts internationally as antique motorcycle parts. But he had a really good website that went really in-depth with it. And long story short, 
um, somebody sent him a ground dug ZF41 mount that was on a receiver of a G43 that got dug up in the east somewhere. Oh, cool. So it did actually happen twice, once in this account and once somebody found one. So, like, you know, it's just it's neat, and <laughs> I kind of want to put a ZF41 on my G43 now. That would be cool. Just to try that out. Yeah, yeah fucking cool. So, um, Even though we're talking about all the shittiness of that uh, sniper scene, um, that was the one moment where I was thinking that maybe there was going to be some little bit of, you know, humanity with uh, some German character in the film. I thought maybe, like, when he's looking through the scope, instead of shooting him, he sees this helpless guy there, and he decides to either miss or not shoot him or something like that. But, uh, they didn't do that. Right. Yeah. And I'm just, the Germans get no, like <laughs> there was, there was, there was, there was some biased Nordic propaganda through, through this yeah. film as well. N- nothing like, uh, you know, danger close where the they, dude runs in with those fucking, uh, you know, VC and NBA dude, the, the women and stuff. And is like, I'm going to go this way. Mm. <laughs> In this movie, it's like nope, shoot them all. Yeah, I'm just like the only good German is a dead one. Right. That's a that, that's that was the constantly annoying thing. That's what I mean. It's like this was like a 1960s like Nazi depiction, you know, of uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a movie made for Norwegians about this guy, you know, and it, again, it reminded me of Flame and Citron, which is like a movie that's made for Danish people about look, we did have resistance, even though it's like the worst piece of shit ever. Like it's just so bad. We were talking before about how bad he looked at the end there with the uh, reindeer. Um, yeah. If you could go to the spot where he, like, screams, I think it's, like, the pinnacle of his uh, physical condition. Yeah, that right there. I mean, the guy has just been through the ringer at this point. <laughs> yeah, this guy's fucked. Like, how he's still alive is um, literally a miracle. Like... All right, so watch for this face, because the first thing it made me think of was uh, Total Recall. When Arnold's like, <laughs> face mask broke, <laughs> right there, right there, right there, yeah. <laughs> and his eyes are coming out of his yeah, skin. yeah, yeah. Two weeks, <laughs> two weeks. What the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> Sorry, a lot of setup you blabbed, for it, but Wade, I, you blabbed about <laughs> lo- a lot of setup for a joke, but a joke worth it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, saw the, yeah. I just saw a lot of similarities there. Um, I will. I, I do want to. I do want to go back just to comment on what I thought was the best part of this whole movie. I yeah, think. I, I know you're get, you're getting right to that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's fine, but like the dream, the kind of like it's not. So like you guys, we've all had like a really bad fever at one point or another in our lives, right? Mm. Yeah. Really bad. Oh, I've had Were I've you're... had hallucinations from high fevers. Yes, and it's and sleep like deprivation. That's crazy too. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, I pulled a fucking fire alarm. Got an Arco 15 one day into basic training because of that. But like, um, <laughs> yes, that will go on the podcast, Nate. You can just throw that out. I there. remember you told me that um, whole story. Not in Oklahoma <laughs> to keep it. No, no Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> no Oklahoma. But yeah, this. So yeah, when you're also when you're that stressed out, okay. Plus you're sick. Plus you got like nothing. This is totally fucking cool. And like. I was like, it's inception within inception within inception yeah. within inception. Dreams and dreams. But yeah. that's, dude, that's how it goes, and it's it's really fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like when you're at this point, and like you're also, you, when you have the stress to it, it that's what you, yeah, exactly. I don't, yep. uh, I don't know if any of you guys know about the, uh, uh, the the book or the movie. Uh, I'm sure you do. Uh, Johnny got his gun. 
Um, but, Sounds familiar. Yeah, there's a, where he talk. It's a guy who's he's been seriously wounded, and he's like in the hospital, and he's going through all this stuff. And he's at one point, he's like, "How can I tell when I'm awake and when I'm asleep?" Yes, you know, the, you can't uh, you can't even differentiate the two. That's the Metallica one video. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it is. It is. That's why they wrote uh, that. It is like, in all seriousness, like it is because that. <laughs> Yeah. What what Mike... that song is ruined for me? <laughs> oh, is it? Not to cut you off, Brian, but over fucking Christmas this year, there this new thing is they do in mashups of songs. Okay. So somebody took Metallica's one and put it to Wham. Oh. Wham's last Christmas, <laughs> but they matched it oh, perfectly. They did. I saw it, it was, too. Yeah. It was yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> Darkness imprisoning me. <laughs> it's like the Wham fucking you know do 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 do. Oh my fucking god. Mike, what, what you were saying about the different layers here, like, yeah, with everything he's dealing with, the stress, and then he's also, uh, you know, got a fever, he's probably septic and everything, and he's probably oh, not yeah. eating, so he's malnourished. No. I mean, there's so much stuff going on where, yeah, you really see how much he's suffering. This was a good dance scene, though. <laughs> this reminds yeah, me of Shining pretty in a way. fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like how he's, like, he's breaking down. Yep. And he's seeing things that aren't there, like the fucking the light wall, you know? Right. He's having well, a good time there. At that point, there. you don't know. When you wake up, you're like, Am I awake? And you're usually not. Right. And it, it's really worst. fucked up to be in that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. This, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's just some really good, really good editing here. Yeah. Yep. And there's sound. Oh, and man. sound, too. Like, like I don't know. Sound doesn't come. And that's another thing, too. Really quick, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have to do it, though. When that, that, that necrosis was, like, going into his foot, that's what he's fearing mm-hmm. in his dream. Yeah. That's what his mind is fearing because he knows that's what's going to happen. And it's not really happening well, in real life. It probably would have. But, like, it's just fucking, yeah. Yeah, it's his so nightmare. That, yeah. I wonder Yep. I wonder how they came up with that sequence. Like, if they actually talked to, like, interviewed a bunch of people that have been through similar, not this exact situation, but. Right, but, like, yeah. Yeah. He ended up taking off all of his toes by himself when he was left out in the open underneath that rock later on. That's when he really oh. got fucked up. In the real he story? all of. And the real story, he took them. He amputated all of his toes by himself Ugh. with a knife, and it took him like a year or two to learn how to walk without toes. That's one of the reasons it took so long for convalescence. And he actually, Jesus. he ended up, as they say, I think in this, he ended up going back to Germany by um, toward the or back to Norway while it was still under occupation because he wanted to be like go back with mm. no toes, dude. Like, so like in the spring of '45, we were talking about weather uh, where we all live or, uh, at the beginning. Um, I was when I was watching this last night. I was like, because it's been super fucking cold here. I was like, I am so glad I am inside because, yeah. <laughs> yep. oh my god, cold feet. Ugh, fuck that. that. That was that was how I felt when every time his feet would just get wet and cold. I was You're just like, like, oh, I was just like, nope. Yeah. Nope. This Boutson of 2017 taught me that my <laughs> I almost killed Nathan that, that one my yeah. my toes don't like cold. I was telling oh. someone about that the other day. The that, that event that you guys dude. Did. I wake up when I when my feet get cold. When my feet get cold now, they get cold in the basement now. And like mm-hmm. I'm like standing here and I'm like and my feet just can't get warm. I'm like this is Boutson. This is <laughs> this is fucking There's... a lifelong lesson of of how you know... my toes went. You know those Band of Brothers, the original ones where they have the interviews, you know, and they talk about the original yeah, guys, yep, Easy Company yeah. and stuff? Yeah. I'll never forget. When I think about Bouncing, I think about the guy's line from Bastone. On a real cold night in the winter when the winds are howling, <laughs> yep. I'll always tell my wife, I'm really glad I'm not a Bastone. Bastone, yep. <laughs> fucking like, Is that how you like guys I'm not, feel? I'm glad I'm not Bouncing. I'm not fucking soaking wet at 31 oh, yeah. degrees. 
this is fun. Know. This is real hypothermia. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun, right? I'm going to uh, go to Walmart. I'm going to get a heated blanket. You yeah. wanted a war, even, man. I, I, I turned into this fucking guy by the end of it because, like, I had to, I, everybody left. I made sure they were, everybody's gone. And, like, I had to walk two miles out. And I had a fur cap on. And, like, I, by the time I got out of it, I was frozen. And I was, like, my face was just snow. I was just like, get me to the hotel now. Yeah. So you guys would you're, you guys would never do that again. No, I would do it. I probably would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but you're fucking retarded. But I wouldn't. But I wouldn't want to do it in like thirty three, thirty two rain for four, for forty eight hours, which is what we did. We're we're just doing the, the other extreme, which is the Pacific. So now oh, we're Jesus. doing the same, but it's like, you know, next we're gonna I'm going to have, I'm gonna have a, a leech in my dick next. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to get a leech in your dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get fucking heat, you know, exhaustion. Like, you know, Birch is going to sweat cheese. It's just going to be great. And I'll be yelling so. at you guys to drink fucking water because you're fucking <laughs> retarded. Nate's going to smash a camera on a creek because the, the Japs are attacking down yeah. it. Yeah, gonna Sean, Sean's going to so. behead me. It's going to be great. Those, the those look like real planes. Were they real? Like, I don't think they were CG. If there were, they look good. If there were CG, that, that was that, really good. That CG. one looked like a real plane, yeah, to me. I've yeah. never seen a oh. Ju fifty two float plane before, though. That was interesting. The they might have rigged something up and like gotten it to fly, but like, yeah. It, I mean, again, like, so none of the cinematography or anything like that looked really shitty. Again, technical shit like the uniforms. Yeah, I, I it was writing a plot where it suffered, but no, it, it, it shot beautifully. Norway's it, it, yeah. gorgeous. It makes me want to watch that Narvik movie. But I caught a little huh? bit of it. So Brian like, R, Brian R, you were just telling me that you were like going to check that out. Have you checked it out yet? Yeah, I got through some of it. Uh, the accents sound strange in it, though. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's very strangely dubbed. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I I, I still haven't finished it. Is it worth is it worth us like doing an episode on it? You think? I mean, I think you'll have fun with it regardless, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Brian should come back with us, and then we all review That's, it. Yeah. Our Norwegian That'd expert. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not a Norwegian expert. He's he is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After you watch this movie, you are. Yeah, yeah. Join us for our third Norwegian thing when we do the Norseman. Well, it's funny. Uh, they did. I looked up. They did make a movie about this story in 1957. Um, yeah, called uh, Nine Lives. Yeah, nine. And it yeah. looks really good, by the way. Okay, I've that's, never seen uh, it, so I'm like, maybe that's another one we should. It's all on YouTube. I, I watched the trailer of it, and it's 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 definitely in that style. It's made in the same style of the um, the whatever film it was about the the raid on the heavy water plant, raid on Trondheim. Mm, okay. It's made in like fifties, like you know, realistic good style. I, I will have so to say, it's, it's insane that it's like if that was true, that he's left for four days hunkered under a rock. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Something. Yeah. yeah. Like this guy yeah, this had to be very like, mentally tough. Like I, I would be sitting there after, I don't know, probably the first night, and be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Like they said they were going to be here. I'm stuck underneath a rock. Well, on the side th- of a th- that's one of the best aspects about like survival movies is the just sheer bad luck that you get hit with. Yeah. And uh, like that's always a great thing. Like uh, I don't know, have any of you 127 seen? hours. Yeah, that <laughs> and uh, you know the movie All Is Lost. One of the, uh, which I love. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's uh, it has zero dialogue in it. It's about a guy on a boat and just ever the. Oh, is that with Robert Robert Redford? Redford. Yeah, and yeah, it's like I heard about that. It's just like so. uh, just just as as time goes on, just bad things just happen to him, <laughs> just because of bad luck. Oh, and uh, and there's uh, probably a reason why I haven't seen that either. Any bad luck boat movies? I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's nope. the, it's the ultimate bad luck boat movie. Nate, yeah. So. No. Nope. Ha, have you seen Castaway, Nate? 
Uh, I've gotten, I got a, a long, a, a long time ago, and then I couldn't really get through it that because it, it's not really like a boat like catastrophic movie. It's more of like the guy crashes and in, in a plane and survives on an island. Yep. It, it it's not as bad. I've seen it, but it's been a long time ago. I, but like I can't watch anything with like boats and survival because I've been mm-hmm. I've been out in that situation. I've been out in those oceans, and it's like I don't want to have to watch what could have happened. So yeah, <laughs> well, like the, well, you yeah. could never see all is lost then because yeah, it is the ultimate no, I, boat, isn't isn't boat that one? Isn't he like on like a little modern like cruiser sailboat? It is, yeah, it's just by himself. It's exactly what I sailed on for like years. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, so the Nate's nightmares. Uh, yeah, really quick. <laughs> Well, let's touch on that. Because I think that was a really cool part of this film that they actually incorporated. Who here has seen the Northern Lights? I have. I have. Not me. Me? No. Okay. Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you nice. see them, it is... Can you see them in Wisconsin? I'm not being ignorant. I, just, I don't know. Definitely you can. Yep. Cool. I saw them in New York. A, a few years ago, we had a very big corona or something, and they came... You could see them like New York, Pennsylvania, yep. and everything. It's fucking and cool. And when you look at that, it's like... That is something so fucking surreal. It makes you feel so small. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's like in the film, it, it they're like green lights. They are green, a lot of them. Blue, whatever, yellow. And they move, and it, but it's so big, right? And it's like, holy fuck. And if you've seen the Northern Lights, it actually gives you hope. Like, when I saw it, I was like in a bad place in my life. Like, I was like 14 years old. And I was like, okay. I can make it through this. And like, so when they showed him looking at the Northern lights and they were talking about it through the whole film, Brian R. What do you think about the Northern lights regarding this film? Like how, with how they reference no, just them later, like your experience, your experience. Oh, they're very cool. I was a kid when I saw them. Uh, I was, we were up in door County and, uh, yeah, it's, okay, it's yeah. almost, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to compare it to. Cause it's, it's something that not everybody, there's nothing like that I've ever experienced before, but like, no, because you can't. It's not like going and seeing the Grand Canyon because the Grand Canyon's no. always there. So it's almost right, like the Northern Lights are, are not. It's like a comet changing. or something. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like yeah. a it's like a moment that you're lucky enough to see. It's it's not mm-hmm. like a destination you can go to and and you know be guaranteed to to see it or have that experience. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I just I thought it was uh, at some point in this movie they reference how uh, they made a joke about the Germans stealing the Northern Lights, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. him seeing that, I mean, if I was in his shoes and I was shoved underneath a rock and I'm getting dripped on, I'm freezing, and they said they were going to be there that night and they weren't, I mean, that would definitely be fuel for me, I, w- I would hope. And that's, that's, I think, you know, that's how I took it, how it was in this movie. Yeah, and it's like, if you actually do see them in that bad of a spot, it gives you like, okay, well, they were saying the Germans are going to take the Northern Lights. Well... Germans haven't taken the Northern Lights. Right. Uh, so I got to keep going. It gives you, like, that hope to, like, well, things, the world's a beautiful place, you know? Yeah. As cheesy as that sounds, it's like, that's what I got from it when I saw them. Um, It's, it's so surreal. It's like an eclipse, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. fuck, there's something bigger than me, and I don't understand it, and wow. I also, uh, I, I, I will say that it was funny, the... The girl uh, in the house, she it was like one of the child actors. Like I'm not instantly annoyed by. 
Like, <laughs> like, 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 she actually was a really good character. Like, they actually fleshed her out pretty good. Like, I thought the like, one who draws the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a like, nice it, little it, thing. Oh, yeah. it, it wasn't like an insert child actor here moment. It actually no, felt no, like no. yeah, it felt like a real cutscene. Yeah, it felt like a real building character, and then she comes back in his delusions, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you lost the map. Yeah, bastard. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't get. Uh, it wasn't like the the young Anakin Skywalker type child actor or something yeah. like that. You know, like, <laughs> it wasn't Jake yep. Lloyd. No. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, because it was like it was like, so, it was it was very believable. Like that was just the kid that was in the house. Yeah. That, yeah. That was something else that was different from the original story too, because he actually fought. He graduated in '39 as a cartographer. And then he actually joined the army and fought the Germans. And he had to leave Norway because of that. So he ended up in Sweden. And because of the war and occupation, he had to go that way because that was the only way to go. He couldn't go north. He had to go east and south. So that's why he ended up in these crazy places and ended up in England. Because he couldn't go west and he couldn't go north. So he had to go east, south, west. Right. You know. So it's, it's just, yeah. I don't know why they really didn't mention that. They said he was like a spy because he went to Norway to make a map or something stupid. And it's like, why? Just tell the truth, you know? Well, it's hard in propaganda films. I know. Well, again, movies made for reasons. Yep. And uh, what's this made for you, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) He's still got his sense of humor here. He's talking about his little sugar cube. (laughs) Yep. Right. One lick per meal. God, That's what that keeps it going. Sucked. Stupid shit, you know? Yep. Well, it's like, when you're, when you're in like a really bad situation like that, it's like, you have to make goals. And you go, okay, my goal is to stay awake for this long. I'll sleep for this long. And then at this hour, when I can see the sun at this distance, I can take a lick off my sugar cube. And it's like, if you keep doing that, your brain stays alive. No matter how stupid the fucking goals are, right? How insignificant they are. If you can do that, you can keep your brain alive, and then bam, it's like yeah. So uh, again, it's like a, it's a really good survival film because it shows the mental part of it too. Like not as much as I would have thought they would have or liked them to, but like it does show like yeah, the sugar cube thing. Yeah, that's something that's a short term goal, and then you don't think about the long term of like, well, I'm gonna die here, I'm gonna freeze to death. Like, you just go, well, I'm just going to make it till the next lick of the sugar cube. I like how they, they reinforced right there, too, when he comes back down and tells the girl, Gudrun, that uh, he's still alive and he says hi, right? And she has this, like, emotional reaction to it. And then, like what we were talking about before, um, you know, it says, yeah, in 20 years she got married. It's like you see this epic survival story. And then at the end, like, one of the last things they show is, like, yeah, life sucks. You don't always get what you want. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Sometimes a man just got a sling dick on his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Norway. Jan Balsrud continued to train new recruits until Norway was liberated. The war ended in May 8th. Until he got sent back to Norway in spring of 45 before the war ended. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. It's kind of like... It's kind of like... Albert Blythe died in 1947. Oh, that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Whoops. No, he didn't. Can't hit edit undo on that. 
And Dick Winters made that very so, goddamn clear in that interview one, that he didn't like that. So yeah. One one takeaway from this whole thing is that if you happen to meet a Norwegian girl of your fancy, you have now started a timer. And you have twenty years. Nineteen years, <laughs> eleven months, and twenty-eight days left to capitalize on it. So you got some fuck around time. Yeah. But you don't got a lot. Yeah, and it's like, why would you not capitalize on her? Like I would have gone back and been like, Hey, let's start a family. We're good to go. A bear hit his head with a log back in fifty seven yeah. and then he, it just went downhill from there. You know? <laughs> all right, all right, guys. So the question is oh, it already picked for us. I was gonna say what movie do you want to do next? Walking wow. with the enemy. <laughs> walking with the enemy. It was it was walking with the enemy. War winter in wartime. Oh, the Auschwitz report. I've seen that. Yeah, the guard of I Auschwitz. Seen any of those. I dude, Escape from Subibor is actually kind of fun. Dude, all we got to go is go fun. on Tubi and pick our <laughs> movie list. You're calling a, a movie about escaping from one of the worst concentration camps ever made fun. The movie is fun to watch. Well, I'm going to leave it there. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to reply to that, so let's, let's watch it. You know? I, mean, dude, I love you, the part in Schindler's you, List where the fucking SS guy can't hit dick. Like, fucking, he, he's the worst shot ever. <laughs> Oh my! Oh. Oh. oh, why is that guy holding oh. a fucking? Ooh. Wait a second! Wait a second! Okay. Nate, oh. stop! <laughs> Nate, let's stop! Okay, we gotta go shot let's, by shot here. Let, let's bring SS it back now, y'all. In, no, in dress uniform with a fucking visor cap. Yeah, that's legit. We're going back to Norway. So Ben, anyway, Jim, for Norway. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm saving uh. that. Any anybody who's Norwegian who is still listening to this, you guys will know that I've said that twice, and Norway. it's fun. How many kronings would you like? Or the fuck the currency is. <laughs> Krona. Yep. yep. Better, better than the euro. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, done that. well, unfortunately, there was no real official IMFDB, but we did kind of touch on everything. That's I fucking mean, weird um, because it's a recent film and like there's it's a lot of obvious shit. Like there were, we yeah, say that a lot, done. but like we should just start fucking writing these fucking pages. Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah. Join the boys as we, uh, you know, correct uh, history. The KAR-98 introduced in 1936 uh, <laughs> was the standard uh, uh, rifle of the Wehrmacht and other countries. Why, why was mine made in March of 1945? Or March of 1935, then? There, that's you strange. just proved my point. Nope, no, just prove, prove my point. So, yeah, that, that, that's we, right. We have, nothing, so. we have nothing more to talk about on that subject. Brian, hey, Brian, Brian R., since you're here... Hmm. Really quick, we're not going to get into a fight. It's going to be fine. Oh my! I just want your expert opinion I because you're a fellow Millsurp nerd, but you're also a neutral party, which is good. I do not have an expert opinion, but I'll try. Yeah. So when was the KAR 98K adopted and used by the German military? Oh, what year? Somewhere in between 35 and 36. No, not a good answer. <laughs> it was literally 35. My gun is made in 35. Okay. And the, the, the juxta of the argument was fucking that the AZ inspired the, the standard model, which inspired the KN-98. That was the whole argument. No, that wasn't the argument. The argument was when it was actually adopted by the Wehrmacht. Yes. The K, well, the KN-98 was adopted in 35, but they also bought DRP standard models before that when they were arming before 35. With police, and they were testing it. It wasn't officially the, yeah, adopted. They were until bought 36. by the DRP and given to the army, so that's kind of being used. But anyway, <laughs> no, but like officially adopted. That was my thing. It goes AZ twenty four candy. Well, officially adopted is thirty five when they started making them <laughs> for the German army. 
What I have in my safe. What code anyway. is your 35? Is it a banner? SG-135 uh, SG. Okay. Or SG-135. Um, I forget the middle work. I think I forget. It's one of the Oberdorf or middle work plants. It's one of the early codes that they changed every year. Okay. But, yeah, it's a it's a not um, letter um, suffixed 8,000 serial numbered first week production candidate. Hmm. Interesting. 1935. So. Nice. It's a pile of shit. It's a hunk of shit. <laughs> uh, those, those early ones are nice, but I know what you mean. It was modernized in 40 because it's, it's so early it didn't have the front sight hood on it and everything. Okay. No, and so it was dude, rebuilt at they some actually point, didn't put so. the front sight sighted on until actually like 40. Yeah. Like 30, a lot of them. 38, 39, 40, I think, is when the modernization happened, but I'm the, not exactly The 40 sure. is when it actually, like, they were like, okay, we need to, every fucking rifle we get cut back, them. we got to okay, do that because, because, so. like, in 39, they didn't have them when they went into Poland. And then yeah. by France, you're seeing like a little bit of the front sight hoods and all that shit, because mm-hmm. guys were bitching, as we know. We don't have to re- regurgitate that, but like it's funny how they it, pop up, yeah, yeah. But it was like, yeah, in '40, they were like, uh, let's just do this. And then they made a a, a slightly taller one for STGs and G43s because <clears throat> why not? So, well, the fucking sight radius, like the thing was on both those rifles, it's so fucking high compared to the K98, which is like in line with the fucking barrel. The other ones, just like the rear sight is so fucking high. Well, we got to raise the fucking rear sight. So, fun stuff for a gun that has you know has a really good action, but a really shitty gas system that was stolen from the Russians because we don't know how to fucking make weapons. But anyway, the Germans know what they're doing. Nothing is stolen. <laughs> they look <laughs> good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah fucking <laughs> Hugo Boss knows what he's doing. I'm half tempted to to bring Brian R into the 43 discussion, but I won't do that. Oh, I don't. No, let's do it right now. I don't have let's one, do so I'm not good with those. <laughs> no, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. The good oh, thing okay. is, you don't okay. need to be oh. an expert on it. It's an MP44 so, so with the, the AK47. So the big, the big argument. I'm saying this is a, a 43 muzzle nut, or or uh, on the end of this, this is actually a thing because they're not shooting blanks out of it. They're both, all three of them are stupid, and they're saying that's a BFA, an AK BFA. That is not. No, it's not, no we didn't. No, People no, 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 Maryland don't have no, no, opinions. No. So it doesn't matter. We didn't say it's an AK BFA. We said it's a BFA. You, I've I've edited it, and you nope. guys said AK uh, smooth with no ridge we, or ribs. We do say it, and AK, you so. do say that. I've edited it. I okay. my argument was it's an original forty three muzzle nut because the ribs are there with the space and the ribs, and you They're guys not. are telling me no, they don't it's exist. It's too fucking long. It's not. Because even looking Brian, at it, Brian again, R. Brian R. What do you think? I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying. <laughs> That's the right Good answer. answer. Yeah. That's the right this answer. Is, I'm I'm like Charlie and fucking uh, always sunny with the fucking billboard <laughs> with the red strings. Yeah, all the, my, all the yarn. This everywhere. is my this is my hill I Pepe die Silva. on. Because we he got, got tr- into an argument a lot like two weeks ago, and I will yeah, still you got die triggered. on this hill. This is fucking because I it's right. I nope 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 nope. Dude, it's Nate, fucking Nate, there. Nate, Nate, it's Nate. Fucking there. If it was like if it was like if it was like a s- half a centimeter shorter, I would be able to buy it. I'm, I'm, that fucking thing is too long. That's the problem. I'm, I'm gonna pull out my Charlie presentation in about three or four weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll hit it again. Nate, that I, argument okay. you should do that for uh, you know uh, the YouTube channels. Isolate that you know with these images and all that. Oh, stuff. he will. He will. Okay, I cool. might even do my own video and just do a Charlie Day green <laughs> see, screen. You even see how these guys are making sign, Nate. So yeah, there you go. Here's Nate, the thing. You're wrong. Do you want it? Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Nate, you're wrong. I'm Bring that back that. up. Bring that back up, please, Brian. Yes. Bring that back so, up. You're wrong. You're wrong. If you make if <laughs> you make <laughs> that video, <laughs> you're gonna get. I get it. Probably thirty or forty views. 
if I make a rebuttal to your video, it's not going to be, it's not going to look good for you, bud. <laughs> oh, it's just it's not. A, this is a dick measuring contest now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, this is definitely a dick <laughs> this, measuring this, contest at this, this point. I look at my followers versus your followers. <laughs> no, it's, my followers will have common fucking sense and be like, Bullshit. yeah, Nate's high on cracks because A, it's a different color. B, it's too they, fucking yeah, long. I, I, C, I'm not going to get into this rims. conversation with you. They are different colors. They have different fucking wear on them. There's fi- there's fucking evidence on so the you're, fucking you're, world. Your fucking muzzle nut, your muzzle nut is going to have more wear than your fucking it front can, It doesn't have okay. to fucking okay. match. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, I just want to say one thing and then we'll move on. I'll move on. Okay? I'll move on. Yep. You know, back when um, we started recording these podcasts, you know, and I knew Michael and Mike B really well. I know Nate forever. Nate was like, wow, you know, Mike B, I've been watching for a few years. That's cool. And I really like to meet him and stuff. And now Mike B is going to weaponize his YouTube channel against Nate <laughs> to prove that he's wrong. So uh, within a, the span of a year, it went from like, I really like to meet that guy. I've been watching for a few years to like, and he's now, now attacking me personally. That's a nerd like, like right there, man. Good work. That's a, that's a character arc right there. You're wrong. Brian and myself and those guys are going to be right. But and what say, if I'm no, right? It's a fucking... But what if I'm right? And then I embarrass you in front of all your fucking followers because I am right because I am right because it, I am a hundred percent. This is like, I mean, how fucking retarded can you get Nate? Like, I think the term is weaponized autism. <laughs> well, we're all autistic if you really want to get into that. But like. Because we're, we're sitting here arguing about a fucking piece of metal Weaponized, on the end of a fucking... Weaponized nerd, nerdisms, okay? There's some actor sleeping in Australia right now who has no idea that some people are halfway around the world are bitching about what <laughs> bitching about firearm he was handed <laughs> for his day player job six years ago in Queensland. So, you know, like... Uh, on a positive note, the ass cast behind him has got the fucking spike being out. It's a Type 56. I like that. So, it's, it's... Brian, I appreciate your honesty in going, I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, so I, I, just, I appreciate. It. I saw. He's also he's very smart. smart. Man. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to man. know. I wanted to at least get something. But I. I am not done. This is not done. It's too fucking this long. Is not it's done. too fucking it, long. It, it, don't you don't fucking trigger me, Mike. I'm gonna fucking go. That's it. That's and, it. Okay. And dude, if it was the dude, length, dude, if it if was the Brian, length of the if, original if muzzle. Ryan not... rolls his eyes one more fucking time because I start engaging you. He's gonna fucking go to the moon. Okay, no, I'm... I'll be done. I'm just saying that's the only argument that I have is like uh. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll look past the discoloration, the blatant discoloration. It's just too fucking long, like compared to the original muzzle nuts and whatever. I I so, I. I, I I, I hear you. Oh, oh, I hear you. You say you no, agree? No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I agree it is long, but that is the length of the 43s, the it's very not. early anyway, 43s of the production, not. not the ones that you guys got comparisons, because they've changed them three fucking times in this fucking manufacturing history. I know this because I And you have the book, and it didn't it, show that, so. Because whoops. I can't. F- mm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, you know, there, I'm not going to go times like these. It's times like these that I wish this was like a control room where I could just mute Nathan. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, guys, so what do you Mike's think? Mike's right. Yeah. Everybody else is right. It's Fucking like, he's wrong. It's like Rush Limbaugh is like, you know, goddamn libs and like, just mute. Oh, okay, there we go. It's nice. So that's a screen. All right, I'm done. You know, we'll bring I'm him done. in when he's all I'm ready. Done. I'm done. Liar. I'm done. I'm done, too. I'm done. Again, I already I'm made still my fucking right, clear. but I'm done. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna make him fucking throw up again. <laughs> Smoking blank adapters out of crab shells. <laughs> but anyway, 
So I think we uh, have exhausted all of our <laughs> thoughts about everything, and that now it's time to move on to closing thoughts. So Yo, what movie was? Oh yeah, the 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 Twelfth Man. Uh, yeah, I was well, like, it, what was the movie so, again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Let After me, that, let me reiterate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, 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 let me uh, restart this. We head into Fortress Europe this week <laughs> with Harold's Arts, twenty seventeen war drama, The Twelfth Man. There we go. So Your horse fucking Norway. me, right? Your horse fucking. <laughs> oh, I, I've been fucking horses for years. But anyway, <laughs> I am soloing that. That is solo. That is. That's fine. Oh, There's your YouTube <laughs> short right there. Yeah, yeah. You took the fucking bait. You took the horses fucking bait. Why years. did you get demonetized? Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah. So we made the final thoughts. Um. So I will start. So just to let you know, Brian. Um. We like the joke is we have a talking pillow. So, you know, we have it start with somebody and then it ends up wherever it ends up. So, um, I would like to start with you, get your opinion of this and your rating, uh, zero, you hate it, 10, you love it, or it's the best movie you, you ever want to watch. And you're going to have this on Netflix till you die. Uh, I'd say hmm, 7.5. Yeah. Like you guys were saying, the cinematography was really good. And I, uh, like I stated, I like movies that are a little bit outside of the box. Uh, you know, it's not a, a big World War II movie, but it was something different. And, uh, you know, I, I like the little uh, facts that we were talking about with the, the, the attention to detail with the Soviet prisoners, the, you know, how they actually tried to get kind of a Soviet uh, coat there on the one guy. And um, oh, I just thought it was an interesting out-of-the-box movie. All right, yeah. So, yeah, it was, again, the cinematography, I have nothing to bitch about in that respect, which is odd for a war film. Storyline, eh, whatever. Uh, a lot of the German uniforms were mostly good, but, like, just little things just were shitty. Um, the writing wasn't good, wasn't bad. Again, the cinematography brings it up a lot. And so I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Because it does get it does get very boring at times. It's so drawn out, I think. And like Michael said earlier, like there's some scenes that could have just not been in there and it would have been fine. But I get you have to make your time cut. Like you have to make the fucking time for distribution and all that shit. But like, yeah, it and the, the whole like um, what brought it down a lot was like the whole Nazis thing. You know, it's like portraying every fucking German as like this fucking hardcore goose stepping fucking just fucking vicious villain. I get it, but it's like, yeah, it could have been a lot better without that. But so yeah, 7.5 or 6.5, right? Mm. What did I say? You yes. said six. I got you. Six, five Carcano. Yeah. Six, five Carcano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nathan. Um, yeah. So how many males we got? This so week? yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Cause like hearing all you guys' points kind of pulled me out of cloud nine a little bit. Um, but I mean, I still really, really like the film as a whole, um, cinematography, really, really good editing, really, really good pacing could have been a little faster, um, in some certain areas, some scenes could have probably been, you know, cut some of your darlings, but it, they weren't egregious. I wasn't like checking the movie to end. It wasn't like 1898 where I was like, okay, dude, how much more fucking movie is this? Um, and oh surprise El Chapo um so <laughs> so uh <laughs> sorry laughed at my why'd you make that joke three weeks ago <laughs> I think I did yeah <laughs> laughing at my own joke um but uh but no it's just it just 
it just was it i really really liked the the parts that i really liked really really stood out and um but going over like some of mike b's like uh things they point out like you know the fucking helmets oh, were really bad a lot worse than i noticed the first time um you know the character the, the evil character quotation marks in terms of like the big baddie seemed very dry but there were some humanizing points parts to the character i thought was interesting um but again i think cinematography editing really brings it up so i'm gonna give this a 7.5 screen mill gibson's out of 10 i i enjoyed a lot of what it brought to the table more than what it brought down with it um the survival stuff was good yeah there's some parts you can some parts you can point out but overall i i i came out of it just really enjoying it and uh so yeah i think after everything we talked about yeah i think a 7.5 so nice so a mildly annoying mail a mildly a mildly mildly muffled mail yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, jesus uh, yeah so uh mike a go for it so um yeah i think a lot of the survival stuff like i say i i I liked in it and um even if it was a little bit improbable at times or even if that isn't what entirely happened to the guy i don't know i didn't look up really all of the how factual this was um but uh i'm a sucker for survivalist kind of movies you know just having to hang on by a thread and all that stuff so that stuff i always thought i thought throughout the movie was really good i did not like all the stuff with the germans as we've talked about the uh that that archetype and the whole like cat and mouse game that the villain and him are playing. I just, I hate that shit. Like, just don't do that, you know? Um, just have it be the survival that's, you know, that, that's what's important. But, um, and that the presence of the Germans is enough of a threat. Um, and yeah, the Germans just don't get a break in the movie. They're just all like you know, these, these, uh, these killers who are, who are trying to, trying to get them, you know, no, no matter what. And, um, and they're slimy and they're skeevy and, and all this shit. And um, so I, uh, I didn't like that part of it, but I did like the survivalist parts of it. And again, you can't go wrong with that cinematography and the directing too. I thought the directing was was pretty good. Um, I uh, there are tons of shots that just you know, ooh, that's good. Um, Not only visually beautiful, but just like story wise, you know, very nice. And uh, same with the editing. So I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Solid seven. And then that leaves. The thirteenth man up there. Yes. Yep. Send you all your deaths. Yeah. <laughs> I took the firing pin outside of, out of that stand before the operation even started. <laughs> we should definitely do that fucking movie, by the way. I'm just saying. Oh fuck yeah. Well, well it's still winter up here. Like we should probably do that. Well, I gotta re. Uh, Where Eagles Dare? Oh, I've never yeah. seen that. I got to. Uh, oh, you've never seen it? Oh, it's fucking amazing. Nah. I'll have to re-listen to the book because it's one of my favorite books ever. It's so well written. That and the Guns of Navarone. Those books are just amazing. Oh my god! It's, and it starts. It starts with I don't know what's louder, the inside of a Lancaster or the inside of a Boilermaker factory. <laughs> it's just so funny. Brian R, you've seen where Eagles Dare, right? No, I don't believe I have. Oh, well, we should change that. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's a movie. You know, <laughs> it, it's an interesting film. Um, with an interesting subject, but I feel like in the end, they just, it, it's not what it could have been or should have been. Um, it's really good cinematography, 
and there's some really good scenes. I love that cabin fever scene. I re- that's going to stick with me. It's one of those shots where I'm not going to forget, and I want to emulate that in the future. Um, well, I'm not, I mean, it's just like they really have these stupid, worn-out resistance tropes all the time, like with the SS guy and the baddies and everything, and it's just like – it's just annoying. It seems like it doesn't know what it wants to be at top points, if it wants to be this, like, resistance thriller or if it wants to be this survival thriller. And, like, you know, at times it feels like it's either – it bounces back from like flame and citron to like 127 hours, not in the best way. Um, but that being said, you know, it's really cool how he fucking just like just gets really fucked up during the whole film and how he really does degrade. And it, it's one of the few films that shows how like, you know, people degrade like Chernobyl did a really good job with that. The TV show of like the firefighters and showing like, yeah, fucking this is radiation sickness. You're dying. You're dead. And this film did a good job of that with the elements, too. Because there's not a lot of other films that, like, you know, show the horrors of, of real cold. <laughs> you know? Like, in Stalingrad, they're like, oh, all you do is you go to sleep. It's like, yeah, and it's really fucking painful <laughs> as you do that. So, um, yeah. That being said, uh, it's definitely a movie made for a Norwegian audience. Um, and to really sum it up from a line in the film, it's, uh, we need a miracle. You know, we, we need a hero. We need somebody to, to rally behind, and that's what they're really trying to do here. They're trying to prop up the sky from the war. Um, but I feel like they could have done it better. So that being said and everything, I would give this a, a six out of 10, you know, it, it's a World War II movie. And, uh, if you want to watch it about Norway, that's really cool. Uh, I just feel like they could have done more work on it and made it a better film. So it's, uh, it's beautifully shot. It's got a lot of cool scenes and it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a movie. So adding up all these scores into the computer that will tell us if this SS officer actually, you know, did lose anybody in his career. Um, we get a score of, if I can't do math, we just added an extra number. What has changed? I did actually. (laughs) Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. I guess I can't do math this week. (sighs) Okay. So what you do is you type in all the scores. I fucking hate you. And then you divide it by the number of people here. Okay. I got 7.5 cheese wheels plus 4.3 cheese wheels plus your... Four. Six point nine. Six point cool. nine. So that's not bad. So not not bad. It's like it's, a pretty average scoring. Who film. gave it a four? No, it was a joke. Oh. It was, um it's a joke yeah, on a dick. Point... Don't take it so hard, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Or maybe choke on a dick. But um Whoops. Yeah, six six point nine, I mean it's uh it's worth six watching. Nine. Yep. You know? And uh it's it's an interesting film. You know? Yeah, it, it's get, definitely like started I, I, on a path of cool shit that happened in Norway during the war. Because a lot, of cool yeah, well, there's a lot of that shit, and there's actually quite a few films more than I would think that are made about that whole campaign. The and... um, the one thing I have to recommend for this and anybody that's watching is there's a really cool show on Netflix. I have to, I can't remember the name of it right now, but basically they take twelve random people off the street and they put them through SOE training. Exactly mm. as they did it during the war. Oh, yeah. I and can't it's, what that's called. Yeah. It's really cool. They, they, they do a good job, and they have a, a different smattering of people, but it really goes to show you, you know, not everyone can is cut out for this kind of training. Like, all kinds of training, but it's kind of a really cool thing to, you know, show how they train these, uh, these you know, people from the occupied nations to go back there to fight. So it's yep. kind of a really neat insight. There's really nothing else out there like it. So if you, you like clandestine operations and like kind of want to know the backstory to how this guy trained, like in Scotland and stuff, definitely look it up on Netflix. It's pretty cool. That's interesting. Um, you know? Yeah. So, 
Brian, thank you so much for joining us. You know, um, we learned a little bit about rifles and things. And uh, if anybody needs any accuracy bits for their Kennedy 8s or Moises oh, yeah. or shit, you know, if you want to turn your garbage rod not to a garbage rod, even though it's not a garbage rod, um, go check out Milsom Accuracy Incorporated, and Brian will fucking hook you up with anything. Yeah, yeah. We'll make it uh, shoot like it's supposed to. Put it back into spec. And... <laughs> yep. I like that. So. Ma- maybe you can yeah, teach uh, Brian how to say Mosin correctly. So, you know. Yeah, instead of Moisin. <laughs> yeah. There's now you no look, fucking, so. there's no second eye in there. But, uh, Moi- no, and also, Moisha. I just want to say with, with Brian's, um, Brian Rouse, um, accuracy kits, he also gives you an instruction booklet that it's like a no brainer. Like you can be the biggest retard like me. And like the instruction booklet walks you through how to install them, how to troubleshoot if something's not perfect. Yeah. And, like it's, it, it's fucking easy. It's step by yep. step. And actually if anybody was on the fence, whether they wanted to purchase something, they could always reach out to me and ask me any questions that they might have. Or you can actually go on the website at uh, millsurpaccuracyinc.com, and they have the instructions right there. You could read through them before you make the purchase um, and yep. kind of see if it's something you think you can handle. I said, oh, I'll just make the joke. You might not get your dick stuck in a ceiling fan, but we can't <laughs> guarantee that you will. Right, <laughs> so. right. If anybody gets stuck on a step or something like that, I, I give out my personal email and I answer you know, whatever questions I can and help as much as I can. And I like to see people be able to you know, take a rifle that might have been sitting in their safe for years and they've kind of, sh- they put it there because it didn't shoot well and now they can put a little bit of time into it and uh, get some performance out of it. Yeah, and you've been doing this now for, well, since I- I've known you, right, for like, this is over 10 years you've been doing this, right? Yeah, I started in, uh, I started doing the templates in like 2012 or 2013. Yeah. And I believe I started yep. selling in 2013. Yeah, because remember you were we were on gun oh, wow. boards so this way is the back. Ten year anniversary. I just realized and, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and so we were on gun boards, and like you were like saying you wanted to do this, and then you started selling them, and then like everybody bought a set, and I bought a set. I just never installed it back in the day, and then you sent me a couple sets like in 2019, and I fucking don't know where the hell I put them because I'm like, oh, I'll go to the range, I'll, I'll do a video on it, which I did. But I never like actually installed them, so I'm gonna find those fuckers and then actually take a. I'm just gonna take a standard 9130 and do like a preliminary like, all right, this is what it's getting at 100 yards, and then install the shims, right? And then show the improvement. Yeah, show the but progression like, of all the steps. Yep, exactly. So that's what I'll do. But uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm just a fucking scatterbrained retard. So as am I. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but yeah, thanks, man. Uh, thanks a lot for showing up, and uh, I'm glad you watched the movie. And yeah, it's not bad for sure. And I appreciate the invitation from all you guys. It was nice meeting you, and uh, I appreciate uh, yeah. getting to shoot the shit with you guys and sit through the movie. And kind of, it's cool to hear other people's perspective on everything and what they thought of the film. Exactly. And, um, yeah, this was great. Yeah, that's what we do. Like on, the, on this podcast, it's fun because you know we we kind of know like well we actually don't. I shouldn't say that. Like it's fun to hear our perspectives like us four, but like when we have guests that, you know, are nerds that appreciate history and like that shit and like cinema, it's cool to hear a different perspective that is, is kind of fresh and new. Like, because there's things that you brought up that I was like, Oh shit. I didn't notice that until you brought it up. Like the total recall face. (laughs) Total recall (laughs) face. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't recall um, that at all. (laughs) No. Holy shit. Brian. Brian, the thirteenth man has the jokes tonight. Um, There's jokes in this I'm episode. Send you to Antarctica. 
<laughs> yeah, there's there's a little a couple little jokes. It's it's good fun, you know. Right. It, it's weird how I turn into full Guido mode, you know. Like I always make fun of them, and I go, oh, like shit, you know. It's not good. Uh, y- sometimes you sound like you're from New Jersey, but you've definitely never been. But anyway, never been, and I uh, never want to go. No the offense. tar pit, the good old tar pits of northern New Jersey. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, gentlemen, yeah. Brian. Thank you so much. I'd love to have you on again. Maybe uh, we can go do Narvik. Awesome. So yeah, Narvik, our Norwegian expert can join us again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That'd be great. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, scuttlebutt out.